0: Welcome to another edition of Masked Mats, and Mayhem. I am your host Justin Harvey. You can find me on Twitter at JustinHarvey75. You can find the entire... Hi. Hi all I hear is Casey now. Or no, is that Byron? Jerk. I unmuted you this time. You're an <laughs> asshole. I unmuted <sighs> me. Whatever. How come you, you think, think it's me, me first? the whole thing. I I don't know, because your camera was moving, but then I was hearing the sound from him. Anyway, you can find the entire show on Twitter at MMM75, except while we're doing this right now live, Twitter has been completely hacked along with, like, Netflix and five other websites because... I think Russia is trying to rig the election or something. I don't know what's going on. But a lot of major websites have been completely hacked today. As far as I know, YouTube's been hacked, and you're not even seeing this, and this video will never exist. But we're going to do it anyway because, damn it, we like to talk about fun stuff.
1: I have a news update on YouTube. Um, I got an email link to this broadcast because I'm subscribed, and now I'm watching us. So
0: I know that we're live
1: on YouTube right now. Um,
0: Do you see the picture-in-picture picture thing? Are we all in the- I see the
1: picture-in-picture. Picture. There's a little bit of a problem. Um, you can still see Casey's involved. We haven't kicked him off the show yet.
0: Okay, so I think this answers our other question of you only get the picture-in-picture picture thing when there's three or more guests. I don't think you get it for just two. Oh, and we have the logo. Oh, the logo's there. Great. Is that over here? Is that where that is? Right over here somewhere? In this- yeah,
1: right now it looks like it's over my face. I clicked on it, and it went... To the thing yeah to our page
0: it's so strange it's like technology that we have no control over we hit go and we're very smart savvy tech people we could probably figure all this stuff out but uh, uh anyway uh we got a, a big show today that we're gonna do in a small amount of josh pillow size time hopefully um because we want josh to see or hear what we say at the very end of this episode so josh we're we're rooting for you and for us to give you what you need today by getting yes. through a ton of awesome, incredible stuff. Today, we're going to cover Lucha Underground Season 3 episode. I think we're in seven now. I'm starting to lose count. That's good. That means we're getting, starting to get deep into it. Um, we're going to discuss um, WWE 2K17, which these guys have been playing. And a lot of, I know, our listeners have probably been playing the crap out of. Um, We're going to discuss some UFC stuff. There's layoffs. There's Gergaard Mousasi. There's Ronda Rousey. There's George St. Pierre. There's uh, Conor McGregor doing stuff. All sorts of interesting stuff going on in the MMA world. Uh, Bellator is canceling fights and hacking (laughs) stuff and moving things around. He's hacking. they're hacking. Oh, no, I meant World Series of Fighting is canceling show. World Series of Fighting cancel show, not, Mm. not Bellator. But, but it's great because then they packed another show later in uh, in the Madison Square Garden uh, ballroom. Anyway, tons of stuff going on today. Lots of exciting things. So, so stay with us. Um, I can't wait to talk about Goldberg.
1: Yes! And Goldberg! GSP, and
0: GSP, guys. Don't forget about MMA stuff. Yeah. Because oh. Byron has all sorts of... Information on that. <laughs> hey guys, so uh, guys, I want to plug something
2: really quick. Since Justin didn't let me introduce myself, that's Casey yeah, Nielsen. About after... to.
0: Oh, okay. I got to Go plug this because I know that people don't listen until the end of the episode. is uh, totally, totally fucking here right <laughs> <laughs> That I is an audio. It? That's an audio night. Ah! <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can't hear it. I don't know if it's
2: working.
0: It's horrifying. You know
2: this. I'm plugging a Mutual Friends podcast, and Byron's fucking that over. Um, tomorrow, we don't do a live stream. I have no idea when the episode's going to drop. I'm going to be on the Bad Movie Night podcast. That's N-I-T-E. It's at badmovie, N-I-T-E, com, C-O-M, on Twitter. gonna uh, be talking ninja movies. It, movies are supposed to be my real area expertise, not Lucha Libre. So check it out. I'm going to talk about Godfrey Ho, the greatest ninja director that ever lived. He's a beautiful man. Beautiful man. Great work.
0: I'll definitely check that out. That's just, I mean, that's right up my alley. You know me. I love it. I'll that let everyone
2: know when it drops, but you know, uh, just subscribe to bad movie hey, when, night. It's a good when, podcast. When
0: you're at,
1: when you're at bad movie night, ask Aaron how Jonathan quick is doing these days.
2: I don't want to get thrown out of his fucking house, Byron.
1: <laughs> and spit
0: in his face. <laughs> Byron is in full jerk mode today. Wow. Hi. Amazing. Is this because you didn't get to see Green Day last week, Byron? Are I, you mad?
1: Uh, I'm disappointed by a lot of things in life, but I locked picture on my short film, which means none Warp of it matters. More plugging
0: from Byron is what Everything is great.
1: <laughs> um, I'm, like, I'm like trying to eat my pizza, so that's my struggle today.
0: Hey, just don't let your cat pee on your pizza and get me and Casey sick again. That would be nice. I didn't know you guys are allergic to food. Are you eating pizza or a
2: burrito, Byron? Because some people get those things confused. Some fucking hack
0: writers. And for the record, I'm also going to say this. Um guys, you don't need to tag me in a spoiler about Lucha Underground in any fashion. Um we were there for I was there for probably about fifty percent, almost right in the middle. Uh, of the tapings last year, and and I was there like probably one day every weekend they tape. Casey was there for probably 82% or more of what was taped last season. Because of that fucking weekend, Byron got me sick, you piece of shit. Byron? Byron was was there quite a bit too. And, And so just so you know, if we're playing dumb, it's because you're dumb. And I'm just going to say it like that, because we know what the fuck happens in the show already, guys, to a lot of this stuff. Now, we don't know all the backstage vignettes. We don't know how everything's going to play out. We don't know how everything is edited. But we know all the characters that are introduced this season. We know the storylines. We know the angles. Please don't tag me in it if you think that you've got some cool spoiler that you want to leak to the world, because the fact of the matter is, I probably already know. And I'm not saying, because I want to be able to go back to the temple, we've all signed NDAs, everyone who's gone to the temple has signed one, that you're not allowed to talk about spoilers. So if you're one of those people, and there's plenty of them, and I appreciate it, and you go and you find out something that might be happening in the show, and you're excited about it, and you want to talk about it and whatnot, just understand that we're going to probably no-sell you on on the internet, especially Twitter, because we... Don't want to ruin our chances to see live tapings of the show because what they do is they ban you from the email list that lets you get into the show. And it doesn't matter who you are. You could be a worker there, a producer there, a believer that just goes to watch the shows. You could
1: be can the be- most valuable person at a company
0: and still get fired. Yeah. You could be an MVP and still get fired. So yeah. don't, 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 think that, and don't think that we're trying to be mean either. We're just being I, funny I am. And, and coy and whatnot. Like, we're not trying to piss anybody off, or maybe we are, but I'm not trying to piss I, anybody I off. Am. I just I have, have fun with it. So please understand and bear with us, guys. Like, it's fun to talk about the show, but there's certain things that we know that we're going to happen, and there's implications that come in the show, and we can't even talk about it. We don't. Last no. Real Heels do the same thing because they know a lot of the stuff that's going on or have been to tapings, or at least we're at Ultima Lucha. Uh, trace, so they know how some of this stuff's going to play out. But guys, we're not going to tell you. We're not going to acknowledge it if you get it right or if you get it wrong. We're just going to tell you something completely different or no-sell it altogether and have some fun with it because, damn it, the show's enjoyable. The process of how they make it's enjoyable. The, the not spoiling it for other people is enjoyable. And we do also understand that trying to figure it out, if you're not a person that knows, is also enjoyable. We just can't be a part of that because we actually know.
2: Yeah, so, and if anyone yeah. tags me in fucking Doctor Strange spoilers, I will come to your house and cut off your fucking hands. I support, oh, that's I some support that's a shame that. I just
0: I just got a copy from China and uh there's some really cool stuff that happens that you'll you that I'm gonna spoiler for you later today. Dude,
2: there okay, I had like five friends there at the preview uh at the uh fucking premiere last night. I was not one of them, but my friend Reed Ackerman, who is as big of a Doctor Strange friend fan as I am and does not work for Marvel, so he has no financial stake in this, says to not fucking miss that movie. So I'm very excited because I told Reed, I said, if the movie's bad, it is your responsibility to burn that place to the ground. And <laughs> it didn't happen, so it's a good movie.
0: Good. That's what I like to hear. Um, you know, I had had high hopes for uh Suicide Squad and a couple of the other DC properties, and that never seems to happen. But the Marvel ones seem to—they uh, <laughs> seem to be getting stuff on, nailing it on the head. Plus, you Doctor
2: Strange, like probably like top five favorite comic characters for me. So I'm really fucking excited
1: for this.
0: He was a little lower on my list. I was a West Coast Avengers fan. I read a lot of weird titles. I read Vigilante for DC. I read West Coast Adventure uh, uh, Avengers. I, I was also a big t- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan in the early Eastman layered days, like the first 12. Yeah, Ninja. Yeah. Preacher, yeah. Preacher was one of my favorites, too, so I'm happy that got made into a show, and I can't wait to okay, see it. Let's do. see some random comics
2: that are next to Casey's nightstand oh, right now. Okay, we got Darkholds, The Book of Sin,
0: which that's actually what, just
1: appeared that's what just you're appeared reading. When you're in the, uh, Agents of mm-hmm. S.H.I.E.L.D.
2: Um, let's see, what else is here? I got... Oh, this one's good. Okay, so it's the Marvel hardcover of Miracle Man. <laughs> and um, something pretty hilarious is here because Alan Moore didn't want anything to fucking do with it. So check it out. The story is credited to the original writer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so he Alan Smithy a comic book? <laughs> fucking Alan Smithy a comic book. It's tremendous. That's amazing. I don't know that I've ever seen something like that before. That's pretty great. Hey.
2: Yeah, yeah, and each of the hardcovers is like that. It's good times.
0: Well, guess what, folks? Right now, it is payback time. Uh, season 3, Episode 7 of Lucha Underground, titled Payback Time. Um, and we get kicked off right off the bat with this Puma, I'd rather die segment with Vampiro. Um, he doesn't want Vampiro's help. He'd rather die. Uh by his own hands and live by vampiros or something. Like what what is going on here, man? I thought we were gonna get some Puma dark and now he's trying to do now he's trying to talk like a baby face.
2: You know what happened is I think that that Iron Man match, the all night long that he had with Johnny Mundo where he got hit in the head with the crowbar. I think <laughs> that actually made Puma retarded.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, it makes sense. That, mm. that happened before he serumed me in the face too. That is great, so, by the way. Does somebody yeah. have a gif of that? I need that gif. Okay, okay, no. okay. Hook it up, don't man. Don't send it, okay. I don't think okay listens to our show.
2: I think he's too busy being scared of us in career mode.
1: Yeah, he's stucking us in career mode on two K seven. I do want to say, um, uh, I do want to add to the Doctor Strange uh, spoilers that. Um, We didn't get to say what our Twitter handles were in case you want to send Casey tweets about
0: a movie. No, me and Casey got that out. So if you want to tweet about about
1: Doctor Strange and what happens in the movie, uh, it's at Lucha Gringo. And And, um, uh, as often as possible, the DMs should be open. And Byron
2: Uh, uh, is known on Twitter as at Rumble War.
1: No. (laughs) No, no, no. I blocked that dude. He was trying to tweet me spoilers, but he couldn't even spell his own, like, name right. That guy is really, really... I know that's
2: you trying well, to work well. all of this, Byron. You're not fooling anyone. Oh, is Rumble. that one of your
0: side accounts that you use to vote for yourself in polls, Byron? No, you, you know what exactly. all those are.
1: Yeah, you're the I, one who's trying to get MMM Show to vote for you.
0: I, so damn you're it! You're very
1: closely monitoring. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm at Byron I Fever two words all for stuff, you. so funny. Um, um, Yeah. I share. do Puma Puma is talking a lot more and he's growling a lot more and I think he's he is I think he is getting kinda dark, but you need to also look at like this is a results based industry and Vampiro basically cost he beat up or he started a big old fight with Pentagon and then he cost him the the championship. And so, basically, Vampiro isn't really doing all that much besides taking dudes into caves and hanging them by things and hitting them with barbed wire bats, you know. Like hey, Puma, sometimes,
2: sometimes you got to do what you got to do to get an interaction.
1: Well, it's just Puma. I think is still going a little Puma dark, but because he's also fighting with more hate in in his heart now than he was before.
0: Well, and maybe that's what this is. Maybe this is a a a you know. Jedi or a Sith kind of turning to the dark side thing here where Vampiro's not even necessarily trying to get Puma to agree with him because that's kind of a peaceful pacifist thing to do. He wants to get him to disagree and to be angry, to try to fight like he's a good guy, but then that just brings out the anger more, which brings him closer to the dark side.
2: Yes, Look, man. If you're not willing to kick someone in the dick, you're not willing to get shit done.
0: Look, if, if Vampiro comes out with Puma I am your father. I will pop so hard. I'll mark out for that. If Vampiro is actually Puma's dad. De- I mean, cause look, Puma, Puma's not actually a Latino. Is he? Hey, 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 hey. Case, uh, hey, he's from Boyle Heights. Jesus. He's not some, he's not some dude from Paducah, Kentucky. Come on. I didn't say that, man. I look, I've been to Boyle Heights, man. There's brothers in Boyle Heights. There's white folks in Boyle Heights. There's a lot of Latinos, but you know, he, I look, this is the most I've ever heard him talk in one segment. And he sounded, he sounded not very like a L.A. Latino. He sounded more like he was from, you know, South Central or something.
2: I think what Justin's saying is that he wants Puma to talk in Justin's Tejano
0: impression voice. No. And no, that no, would just you. offend everyone. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't remember, I don't remember what that reference. Can you refresh my I memory? Think, I think he'd be better off speaking in your page or Connor voice.
2: Oh, Poppy, will you marry me, Poppy? Oh, my God. i oh, got a tattoo with your
1: name. I don't know if anyone's really brought up the fact that Paige proposed to Del Rio in public. I think probably. And he said public. yes, and he's still married. He, he had to say yes. Married. It would have been if his whole thing would have come crushing down. Like, her family is one of the few companies that's paying him for shows still, you know? It's he's like the marriage, dude. Her dad said, I do not want him marrying this man. He yeah. came out on social media. Yeah, which is hilarious. But like, he had to say yes. But I think he also was—he was eager or he was okay with doing it because he is still technically married. So he says but, yes. He doesn't have to be held to it.
0: Oh, Look, I'm just—I'm just, just happy he's El Presidente. Uh, I'm just happy he's El Presidente of Combacha uh, Americas. You know, he's getting in the MMA game as a uh, promoter. I think did a bumblebee?
2: bumblebee show up? Conan's gig though is Conan still doing commentary and stuff on that?
0: Ah, uh, he didn't last time. No, Juliana Pena did uh, color. I bet Conan got him, got him that gig. Probably. He might have.
2: They're they're still cool with each
0: other.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. Ray Ray's gonna be at the opening of his new burrito joint soon.
0: Hey, and for the record, I don't care how many people Conan has pissed off or who he's friends with or not friends with that listens to this podcast. I love his fucking podcast, and I yes. will mark out for it. I will shill for him. I don't care. I, li- I, li- I, this is, I wish his podcast would sponsor our podcast so I could plug him and get paid for it. What I sucks it. is a
2: lot of the really good stories are on the Spanish language podcast, boom. That, right. uh, but what's cool is if you follow uh, Alfredo uh, Fredo Esparza on Twitter, I think it's at Riofredo. He's the guy that does yeah. the League of the World podcast, he listens to the podcast and translates it while he's listening to it. And, Which is uh, amazing. Yeah. i read some
0: of those transcripts.
2: So I went from wherever I would have gotten like one of every other word of that thumbtack story. I got the whole thing from Fredo and fucking hilarious.
0: Anyway, it's keeping it 100 uh, if you're an uh, English speaker uh, to listen to Conan's show. It's what, boom? Yeah, podcast boom. Uh, podcast boomers. If you, yeah. if you speak uh, Spanish. And if your anyway. Spanish sucks like mine,
2: I'm sorry. It, my Spanish sucks. But, you know, uh, that's why you follow Fredo, and he translates. He also translates CMLL Informa for you, which is a weekly news show that CMLL does, interviewing wrestlers and stuff like that. And a lot of times really funny shit happens. Uh, so, yeah, he's he's like a Twitter account I want to shout out for sure.
0: So here's my question for you guys, back, getting back to the episode. Do we really think that there's a heel turn, a real final heel turn coming for mm-hmm. Prince Puma? Or do you think that this is kind of some sleight of hand by Lucha Underground? Um, I, I, I still don't know. And I'm gonna say this too, like, just like we say at the top of the podcast, we word a lot of these tapings and I still didn't necessarily know from the tapings because you're not seeing these backstage angles. I really don't know where this is going. I, I kind of want him to, but at the same time, I'm looking at the whole roster and I'm trying to figure out like, shit, how many pure baby faces are left in Lucha Underground?
2: The trios champs and that's like it, pretty much. Like if you think about it, because Sexy Star.
1: Yeah, I don't count her as a human being. Uh, Sexy Star no, is a pure baby. You believe Son uh, of Havoc. Vinny is a pure baby. Well, Son of uh, Havoc Masquerita.
0: is now, but Son did he actually start off as a pure babyface? I don't he think did he did. not. He no, he didn't. Heels. Oh, Masquerita. And Helico. Uh,
1: and Helico. Also kind
2: of started as a heel. Masquerita,
0: Masquerita Phoenix,
2: Aerostar, Star, and Drago, babyfaces from the beginning.
0: And Sexy Star, even though you don't want to admit and, it. And the Mac.
2: There's always a heel in my eyes. Yeah, the Mac, except when he was helping Sexy Star, that kind of healed
0: him. <laughs> Just to you... Yeah. Uh, oh. well, so, but, so do you think, I mean, this was the guy that was supposed to be the, the quintessential Boyle Heights baby face. Um, do, do we really think that he's going to full heel turn and is it too soon for that? I mean, he's not Hogan yet, Bless I don't you. know. I also, I also don't know if that's how it
1: really works at that uh, place in the card. I mean, you have Mel Mortez who's a bad guy and you have Katrina who's, a bad lady and they get cheered like crazy unless they go up against. awesome. That's unless, big, the, unless they that's go awesome. up against. yeah but you know it's it's all about where they line up in the equation that's being presented like we cheer for them i cheered for them to beat up puma uh ultima lucha one but now i'm cheering for puma it's all it's all about what's being <clears> presented <throat> at the time um and then uh while well, i was i was they getting uh, give
2: the, back those fucking mil muertes masks. but then
1: like when they go up against, you know, Dario, you cheer Dario and you boo them. But then if it's Dario and Matanza, then what do you do? You know, it's, it's run. all, it's all about specific situations being presented to you. Like, it's it's hard to have just with, with the appreciation that we have for everything in Lucha Underground, everyone will end up getting cheered because of their effort and the quality of their work.
0: Well... Speaking of Dario and facing off against Dario or Dario and the monster. Yeah. (laughs) Let's go for a spin on Dario's Dial of Doom. Did my name Um, come up this time? No, Mundo's kid. No, it didn't. He was so close. Johnny was so close. He was right there, but it's Killshot. A bona fide American hero, as Dario said, which I I love that Dario was putting him over in the temple, but I I get that because at the time, I don't think much information was really given to us live about Killshot. Like, I don't even think we had seen the 37 kills promo by no. that point in time. No,
1: um, no. We just
0: saw him liking
2: uh, dog tags a lot. But yeah, I and wish WWE match. Him a real American hero. Like, if he called him a real American hero, I would have been even happier because that would mean that Killshot is
0: Snake Eyes, and Snake Eyes is the shit.
1: It would have meant that he's Hulk Hogan under the mask doing another Mr. USA gimmick.
0: No, oh, that's just a real American, not a real American hero. Come on, get your get your wrestling history down, Byron. Byron oh, like, like, like the song you Um. Anyway, so this is great. I, I'm seeing Killshot's name come up. I'm like, sweet, we're going to have a brother wearing some gold. You know how hard it is for brothers to get gold in the wrestling business. Oh, yeah. You know, especially Dude, the
2: Godfather had all kinds of gold chains yeah. around Hey, Ron not Simmons.
0: Gold chains,
1: not gold chains. Ron Simmons was a world champ. Is that not enough for you?
0: I'm just talking, you know, statistically overall time <laughs> of rain with gold. <laughs> New Day is balancing out the scales tremendously with their 7 million day run as tag champs. But, you know.
2: does uh, uh, Does the Rock count or does he count as Samoan? We'll take oh. him. Ah. We'll take him.
0: I would th- his daddy
2: is black. Mm-hmm. We get him. First of all, win have... team champion Rocky Johnson right there. Boom. boom right.
1: there you go. Okay. Him anyway. With Tony Atlas. There you go. Casey knows wrestling history. So huh. this next segment, you have Dario introducing the wheel, and Killshot gets a shot at the title and he loses.
0: Wait, that's all you're gonna give me? First of all, Killshot is a bump machine, which we haven't really seen uh, a lot of opportunities before WMD for him to show the other side of wrestling, which is taking a beating and selling it and making it look good and putting the other guy over to a certain extent. I thought that he did a better job of putting over Matanza's moves than a lot of guys that Matanza has faced. And I was honestly very surprised by that. I thought that the the work rate with those two wasn't going to be very interesting. And it turns out it was, and I give a lot of that credit to Killshot because, you know, Matanza did what Matanza does. And and the, the, the onus is on the other guy to make what Matanza does look devastating. And I think that that happened here.
1: I felt yeah. that Killshot did a way better job than Son of Havoc did. The Wrath of the Gods looked amazing. Like sometimes it looks Dude, like and that a weird tombstone power spot. Sand.
2: too, was the shit. That oh, Tombstone
1: spot was amazing. That yeah. Awesome. Oh, but they didn't do it. I, I thought they were gonna do it. Killshot seems like the kind of guy who's like, "Why don't
0: you power drive me off the top rope?" Yeah. Um, and and Killshot was yeah. still sporting his scars from the WMD yeah. match. And if you are listening to the show and you haven't watched that, uh, watch I believe it. the match is up in its entirety on YouTube. So go and watch it. Um, this episode that we're talking about right now is also up in its entirety on YouTube. Though I don't think Lucha Underground posted it, so it might get pulled down. No, um, it's not a it's not a
2: legit full episode. That's for sure. They normally yeah. just do iTunes, it all, the main oh,
1: event.
2: You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna call out all you filthy pirates and say. Just watch it on fucking iTunes. Pay, pay your money.
0: Well, pay- and Lucha Underground post enough of it themselves, too. Like, you can see yeah. most of the big matches on YouTube. If you can't get El Rey or don't know how to find the show, just go and watch some of these matches on YouTube because on the regular El Rey feed, because they're amazing, and they always put up some, the best ones, you know. They they yeah. know that, that they can't... Uh, get every eyeball on the actual network right now. So they're pretty cool about posting a lot of high quality stuff. You could sit down for two days and watch the, the L feed of Lucha underground and see some amazing stuff in wrestling that you probably will blow your mind. Um, yeah. You usually get one match a show. Yeah. And, uh, but if it's Aztec warfare,
2: I think for the first one, they posted the whole match, but the second one, they just posted like from when Matanza came in, I think.
0: Yeah. Um, but anyway, Good good match. Uh, it did turn into a squash. I was hoping that Killshot could uh, maybe come out with some gold. But, you, you know, we realistically, we knew it was a long shot. But Killshot's still one of my very favorite wrestlers in the entire game anywhere. Oh, the spot that I loved in this one was yeah. Matanza doing this spear with a European uppercut. <laughs> Whoa! What the like Cesaro better be watching and trying to steal that move because that shit was amazing. That was the best European uppercut of the year, right there.
1: Cesaro has nothing on that. One of my favorite parts about the match was a very uh, old school element they added to it um, with the bandage on Killshot's back because uh, that was like very much like uh, like Jerry Lawler back on the day dropping the straps. Like that's when he was firing up. So he's about to hit his big move, and he's like, I'm taking this bandage off. It's holding me back, even though there was nothing on his back underneath it. But it was,
0: Of course there was.
1: But it was, a nice, it was a nice added old school element to storytelling,
0: um, I think. Speaking of
2: storytelling, get to the good part, Justin. All right.
0: No. The good part is um, Dario was there yelling the whole time. Is that the best part you're talking about? No, I was no. talking about those awesome punches we saw. Okay. Look, there was a debut tonight of one AR Fox who Fuck will, yeah. after this point, most likely never be known as AR Fox again because um, I'm hoping that this season of Lucha Underground makes this dude famous. But uh, you could briefly hear Killshot say his new name in the background, which was Dante. So we can say that his character's name is Dante. Um it's going to be Dante Fox, and he is debuting. And this is a very strange angle because we just saw the end of, of season two, all the way into the WMD match. The beginning of this, how important these dog tags are to Killshot, and how hard he fought to get his dog tags back. Here's another guy who comes in military fatigues or, or kind he of sibby. Looks civ-y. just like Killshot. Sibby, what are you saying? All black people look alike, right? In your just races. like Killshot. He doesn't look just like Killshot. He's yeah, not wearing a mask. They might have the same face. You don't know that. Yeah, no. He doesn't look anything like Killshot. Anyway, so. No, he's dressed like him. Right. No, he's dressed like him. You didn't say dressed like know. You said looked like
2: Killshot wears wrestling gear. He wears fucking fatigues. Jesus He's wearing a pants. Anyway, he's a
0: job recapping yeah, for and, uh, online. Can I get to the in actual the point of what I was trying to say, Byron? The point in of the what I was head. trying to say the is that. They're the same person. No, that this guy, unlike Killshot, who's been fighting for his dog tags, he comes in and he gives his up. He takes his off, and he's like, boom, you left me for dead and drops his dog tags on this dude. Like, that's right. That storyline-wise is a big deal. It's like, whoa, yeah. what did Killshot do to this guy that something that a military guy would normally be clinging to and be one of the most important things to him, that he would just give that up and throw it in his face like, you left me for dead, fool. Yes. That's, some yeah, big, yeah.
2: that's some big stuff.
1: He and left note. Him, He left him in Vietnam. In that the, the note that he sent in with Joey Ryan looks like he wrote it when he was still in the Middle East, and then he just carried it with him. What's this Middle East shit? Network. We all decided that this was from Vietnam. We all decided Vietnam? this. How old
0: are they? They're not 70 years old. Black don't crack, bro. Come on. Whatever. We found out Drago is 1,000 years old. Why can't yeah, they was, be? Yeah. So he said his name
1: Dante. They do the dog tags. And Killshot says, "I thought you were dead." And then Dante says, uh, "What straightjacket, brainbuster?" That was yeah, the last yeah,
2: the straightjacket, uh, fisherman buster. Yeah, he got the leg too. And so, um,
0: this was pretty was devastating.
2: More, it was more yeah, brutal yeah. live because they had to do it like fifty times.
0: <laughs> oh, did and they? I don't want to take that
2: bump more than once, but Killshot
0: did. some props. There's, there's going to be some interesting live notes this week, by the way. Yeah, I, I bet there are. Um, what'd you think of the uh, the beatdown in the fisticuffs afterwards?
2: Uh, I think that they should have stuck with the first camera angle, like we discussed off the air, um, because the last... Oh, let's not expose the business with the punches, please.
0: Yeah, I got to say, like they did a good job of concealing the hand clap on the kick, But then it goes right to the punches, and you're like, oh, what kind of 1983 wrestling is this? And honestly, I was pissed because I was seeing people on Twitter talking smack about Fox's debut and being soft and weak because of that camera angle. And it's like, dude, that was a great debut. The storyline was written perfectly. It's not like he's going to actually punch the dude in the face. And yeah, that was just a bad camera angle for that spot to me. Yeah, and plus, I'm not bullshitting. I said
2: this on the EVW episode, so the widest audience that we've probably had did hear this. AR Fox, by the end of the season, becomes my second favorite wrestler in Lucha Underground behind Pentagon Jr. Yeah, I'm not bullshitting. And it is this feud that you need to watch. So don't talk shit unless you know what's going on, bitches
0: but so. well, that's all right, because I, I know I know that there's time for people's minds to be changed and to be changed for the right yeah. reasons and yeah. the right way. Like, we've got the start of a great angle. I loved him dropping the dog tags. I thought that this worked uh, perfectly. Killshot needs an opponent because I think Marty, uh, him and Marty, you know, that feud had a clean finish yeah. and is done. Yeah. Um, so this is great. I love Killshot. I'm glad to see he's in a great angle. If you know anything about AR Fox, um, he's a great guy for Killshot to be working yeah. with. And AR Fox, uh, watch some of his CZW stuff. Amazing, mm-hmm. crazy, and uh, and also very ECW ish. And you know, if you listen to this show, you know I'm a huge ECW Mark. So I hope that he brings a little bit of that style, you know, and and you know maybe not the full CZW, you know, war room death match kind of thing, but you know, some some skewers in the head here and there could be interesting, or maybe some some tacks or bullets or ladder spots or tables, or you know, I, I think I think there's a little bit of room in Lucha Underground for some of that. Like I, I like promotions when they can mix it up and they can have some. Extreme wrestling mixed with some classic Matt stuff and some chain wrestling. I do feel like Lucha Underground's missing a little bit of chain wrestling this season though, by the way. That's I want to also
1: add to that that you should really check out AR Fox in Beyond Wrestling. He has so many crazy dives and I've been personally really impressed by it. You know what my favorite thing about AR Fox is?
2: is that you know like you're watching a wrestling match and you're like they set up a spot and you know it's gonna get reversed because you're like this is stupid no one would take that bump they're gonna reverse it he's the one that actually does that shit and so it's like you're like <laughs> okay so <laughs> anything can happen in his fucking match that gets a spot set up for it because he's crazy enough to do this shit and, and i just love it and him and Killshot mesh well together because they both train together which is what are you
0: trying to say Look but, for good things. I think is what he's trying to say. Yeah, and right. it, it is kind of a traditional wrestling thing, though. That like, if you're the guy that sets up the spot, you're the guy that's going to take the spot normally. Mm-hmm. But that's that's makes sense because you're setting it up for yourself. You want the stuff where you want it to take the bump the right way. Um, you it's know, so the there's a lot of that. But honestly, in an AR match, yeah. G- good luck figuring Michael, out who's going to take Cesaro, the spot. Or how. Cesaro and Sheamus. How Cesaro
2: set up. Making it look like he's gonna do the deadlift suplex off the top rope to the floor and you're like, Seamus isn't gonna fucking take that shit. AR Fox would take that shit. Second time exactly. Cesaro's mentioned on this podcast.
0: That's cause Cesaro's fucking over. Let's not don't
2: get it twisted. And he was at the Doctor over. Strange premiere. Jimmy told us. He said what up to Cesaro at the premiere. So Cesaro's seen fucking Doctor Strange and I have him. What's up with that? He's not even
0: American. He's over. You need to get more over. Um Anyway, uh, let's move on. Rabbit tribe promo. Rabbit Uh, tribe. Better better late than never. Damn, this rabbit is fast. That's all I'm going to say. Now we get him running through the woods or whatever. Um, Apparently, he's late for a very important date, and that is to get on Lucha Underground Television already. Damn it! Yeah, according uh, to my
2: cable guide, they were supposed to be there like two fucking weeks ago. Come on.
0: Yeah, like rabbit tribe shirt, real bad. TikTok means like get your ass in gear, right? They're they're reminding themselves like, or maybe the rabbit tribe is high. Maybe they're high, and they were supposed to show up, and they they got waylaid.
2: I could see them being high. Yeah, I'm just—I mean,
0: they're having their own Cheech and Chong
1: adventure. I just call it like uh,
0: like they were planning to come in and have a match or whatever, and then they had a safety meeting to make sure everything was going to go smoothly, and then they just never showed up.
1: They're just right right now they're in San Diego, um, eating burrito pizzas on the beach, watching people do yoga, burrito taco pizzas, Byron. Raiders Wait, so B-
0: Byron, have you updated the um the the tribe listing that we had on the belt? Because I think this is uh, officially our last tribe that wasn't on there, right? Uh,
1: I have, and uh, I tweeted it yesterday. If today is Friday, I tweeted it on Thursday. So hopefully, today the Show Twitter account will retweet it. Uh, And that's not
0: gospel folks, but check it out. That's kind of where we have all the
1: tribes, we have all the medallions filled out. So, you know, um, who they represent and it's kind of cool. We found out that, uh, you know, we have, um, Drago and Cobra moon. We just found that out. So I updated that as well. Mm hmm. And, well, yeah,
0: um, yeah, which is another segment we can get to. We can actually talk about that segment now. We don't have to do this shit in order by any stretch of the match.
2: Oh, wait. No, no, wait, wait, wait. We no, got to do have it in to order. Wait. Have to the do next the match. match was fucked up. And I really All right,
0: well, Byron is the one that's jumping the gun, then. Just tell us about the belts. No, don't, don't talking don't, about the picture right. I made. All right.
2: Yeah, so what is I the apologize for Byron's lack of Photoshop
1: knowledge and skill.
2: And uh, his face. Well, I
1: didn't see you doing anything.
0: Well, first we got to get to Dario's Aztec Warfare 3 promo, which was dope. Um, He basically said flat out, like, after Killshot, I don't think there's anyone on this roster who can beat Matanza. Totally no-selling fucking Mundo again, which I love. Poor Mundo. Um, Also,
1: the Puma actually beat him, but then Mil
0: saved him. Yeah, but look. He would have kicked
2: out it too. Come on.
0: Come on, Byron. But here's the real question. What, what is it with Dario? And again, this might be another one of those like evil Emperor Palpatine kind of things here. Why is he trying to put his brother into this kind of challenge? Is Dario just getting bored with the level of violence in his temple? Is he really trying to up the ante? Or is he trying to get the belt off his brother? I think well, he likes
1: watching see. his brother beat people up.
0: Yeah, if you get
2: bored seeing your brother fuck up one person at a time, why not see him fuck up nineteen people?
1: It's. I mean, like,
0: this is. I I think this is a brotherly love thing where yeah, he he wants to see him win, feels like he can win, but also because they're brothers, he wants to fuck with him a little bit. Like he wants to mess with him. He's like, oh, you're my big tough bad brother that I that squashes everybody. How about you try to squash a whole bunch of dudes at once? Well,
1: at last, you gotta
0: I fuck warfare, with your brother.
2: Wait, how much do you have to fuck with your brother if you make him live in a cage and
0: shit in a prison toilet? Like, That's true. Yeah, but if uh, you've gone that far, why would you ever stop? <laughs> good point. <laughs> you know, you've got to up the ante, man. Dario seems like the kind of guy who's very competitive. He's trying to top himself. He's just trying to beat himself at this point.
1: But Dario, Dario loves violence, and the best fix that he can get with violence is through his brother, you know, and last time, uh, Matanza beat everyone up, including Rey Mysterio, one of the top guys. He beat almost the whole roster himself. And basically, Dario's like, Well, I want you to do, to do that the whole match this time.
0: Now, but I ask you this question Is it really Dario that loves violence, or is he beholden to someone else to create violence? Is he feeding an Aztec god with this violence? Is it really yes. for him? Is he, feeding, is he feeding the limo guy? Um, is this strengthening someone else's mystical powers by having this, all this violence take place on this ancient Aztec symbol? Because that's kind of my theory now is that it might not even really be Dario. Dario may be beholden to, or his family may be beholden to a greater power that forces him into a situation where he has to create this violence to keep feeding the machine that he's become uh, a part of
2: no totally because when bale died he said the gods need a sacrifice yeah
1: it's Uh, possible i think we'll i think we'll find more about that out next week with the episode preview that we're going to pitch in the middle of of this episode review it says um uh, i just looked at the youtube and justin you're doing this you're talking about this yeah it's yeah. a little bit delayed. I just got a glimpse of I was bringing up the preview, and I thought in the, my peripheral, I thought you were going like this to me.
0: Oh, I no, I was. I was telling you to stop. I was giving you the universal cut yourself off at, at the From head. like 10 seconds ago?
1: Yeah, babe. no, I wasn't. But uh, uh, is it Delgado is supposed to show up and interact with Dario uh, next week, so I'm very excited for that. Yeah, and so we got Aztec warfare, about... warfare
2: coming up, and you know, having warfare. seen all three Aztec
1: Warfares... That's um, going to be the week before Thanksgiving. I really like the first awesome. two Aztec Warfares.
0: Yeah. yeah. So that was yeah. awesome. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll see. So the things what that happens. come out of this segment that are important are Phoenix is not going to be number one because Dario has slated his brother yeah. to be that. <clears throat> and the, uh, the Super Friends have to fight for the sweet spot, as we'll call it, number 20. But the two Super Friends that lose in a three-way match against each other are gone. They're not in this thing at all, um, unless they get win their way in some other way. But
2: uh, all I know uh, is, you know, what we were saying about there not being a lot of pure baby faces in the temple. We forgot Ray Mysterio, by the way, but uh, and Dragon Azteca. But
0: yeah, Ray Ray. Yeah, it's yeah there goes Maybe that's why they don't. Maybe why they don't need Puma to be a pure baby face anymore. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, dude, I think Puma This uh, shit was <laughs> fucked up. Puma's
1: the hometown hero up for Lucha Underground. Lucha Underground is one of those shades of gray type environments. So I think Puma's Okay, this match, you see it on TV, right? But it was one of the most fucked up gross
2: things that I've seen in person. Oh, Super Kick City? You're talking about but Phoenix's nose? Phoenix's nose was – I've been to a lot of boxing. I've never been to MMA shows, but I've been to boxing. I've sat close to boxing. Phoenix's nose breaking was the worst one I've ever seen in person.
0: Now, so my question is, when, when, when did it happen? Because there was a super kick that looked like it landed on his face. Then there was a spot where he took he was lying down on his face, but he took a, a bump onto his back or something, and it smashed his face into the canvas. That looked like it might have done it. I don't know, because at, at some point he's just rolled over on the side, gushing out of his face. So when, do you know when, this, when it happened? I don't know, but I think it was – there
2: was a spot where both Aerostar and Drago landed on him at the same time. Yeah,
1: I think that was it. And No, no, there was, was – If you go back, rewind it, he does, like, hold his face, like, ow, this hurts for real, and he rolled out of the ring. There was that yeah. moment. Yeah,
2: and when he rolled out of the ring, he just goes fucking <laughs> – and blood fucking goes everywhere. He sneezes his nose off Well oh, no, Oh,
0: he no, did, he did the exact – next thing that you're not supposed no. to do with a broken nose, which I know from kickboxing, is you don't blow it out because your whole face can blow up, your whole orbital can swell up. Like You've seen this happen in a few fights uh, in MMA, if you watch MMA. The guy breaks his nose, and then you blow it, and you think it's going to clear everything out, but what it does is it creates the, the backup of the flow up in here, and you push half of it back up into your head, depending on how your nose is broken. There are times when you can clear it out, and you might be okay, but and your whole face blows up, and then you're in the middle of a fight and you can't see. Yeah, Nobody knows what was going on with Phoenix's face under the mask there, but uh, clearly he was definitely – he had a broken nose or, or something pretty bad under there, and, yeah. and, and he kept going. Yeah. Now, you were there, Casey, so did he roll out and then – I mean, obviously they, they did work some Aerostar Drago stuff for a while there, but he rolled back in at some point. Like, how long was that little uh, rest period for him?
2: Not very long. It kind of kept going. Uh, like, the, this match was longer in person, but as you would expect from someone getting their face fucking shattered during a match. But he was working it a lot, but I know he ended up, like, missing wrestling WrestleMania weekend because of the timing of this. Oh,
0: yeah. And, that was right around, uh, the end of March there, right?
2: Yeah. And he was supposed to do, you know, like the shows that they do around WrestleMania, like the WrestleCon shit. And, uh, yeah, dude, that was bad. But um, I have a pro tip for any mass professional wrestlers out there, by the way. If you're the one guy that gets his nose shattered, and is walking around with tape on your nose, might not want to walk around without your mask on because people are going to know which guy you are. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, He's honestly of, of He's luchadores. not too careful about that, actually. No. Of luchadors out there. I've seen him a few times and he's easier for me to recognize than a lot of guys. But the funny thing about it is he's also more paranoid about being recognized than a lot of other guys.
2: Yeah. Cause if you
0: look at him in his face, he get, he kind of makes a face at you like, stop
2: looking at me, dude. I know you know who I am. Don't say shit.
0: Yeah. And it's and like, it's bro, like, I'm not going to, but I'm not going to break yours. I don't care. Like I don't need to talk to you. the now. Phoenix duck face without the mask on. Hey,
1: yes. Hey, Hey, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's all conjecture at this
2: point. But, you know, well, Hart, well, he he's definitely no is the guy with the nose bandage and the black eyes. Uh, but, yeah, oh, man. But, dude, the ladies
0: he, know who he is, Luchador. too, because he's a, he's a handsome fella. And most of the ladies know which luchadors are, are the handsome guys. I mean, he's one of them. They're all over his ass. His secret is not safe. Something.
2: Drago is a beautiful man underneath his mask.
1: Is he? Right. I've never seen Drago. I wouldn't know. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of Drago, he won with that flippy DDT that I love. That was awesome.
2: Let's put it this way: Drago used to wrestle as a heartthrob uh, oh, Michael Jackson that. impersonator, <laughs> and a heartthrob Spice Boy, and uh, a heartthrob uh, Barrio Boy. And so, for the longest time, he didn't wear a mask. But then they made him a battery cat and a dragon. Because Lucha's awesome,
0: and that that like whose other career could you describe like that? Come on, that's fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> it is great, and, like- and honestly, I am. I was stoked to see Drago go over here. I love yeah, Drago sure. getting the win. I love him getting slot number. Well, I I, I take it back. I kind of love him getting slot number twenty. I almost think it's a bad move because he's such a good worker in big matches like that. That yeah. can do the high spots in the middle of the match. Him coming in at twenty kind of sucks a little bit just because you're not going to get to see as much of Drago as you would normally get to see in a match like this. But it yeah. gives him a better chance of winning. So,
1: And it's I love Drago. I'm a
0: huge Drago fan.
1: It's a second yeah. big opportunity at winning the big gold belt in the temple. Uh, and I think that his, the odds are pretty much in his favor at this point. Um, it kind of sucks. Yeah, I don't They're know Star if going to be an Aztec Warfare, though, because if you have 19 people... Aerostar could
2: jump off of something, like, really high and have all 19 people catch him, you know?
0: Well, and Phoenix. I mean, he's your triple crown champ, and, and like, maybe there's a way for these guys to still work a spot. You never know with Dario. Maybe he's got another uni- unique opportunity for them lined up. Even though he said that, that they would be out, you never know with Dario. Maybe there's still a chance yeah. for them to win an entry. And I would put... That's right, as because it's th-
2: Drago's supposed to be retired and never returning to the temple right now, and he came back, like, a month later. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, well, and he won his way back in. He Uh got a unique opportunity. So, um, but I would say right now, as it stands, Drago is the favorite to beat Matanza because Matanza's got to go through 19 other guys to even get to Drago. And I think that uh, even as big and powerful as Matanza is, 19 guys is a long road. Um, But I I will say this, I will say this, depending on who gets slot 17 or 18 or some of those other later slots will determine whether or not Drago can stay the favorite to win this thing. Because if you get somebody... You know, you get like Pentagon at, at 17 or 18 or somewhere in there. Your chances go way down, Drago, buddy. Sorry. You Pentagon know, there's a couple wasn't in the last one, was he? No, they didn't let him in. And they might not let him in this time, but I'm just saying for Drago's sake, I hope that he doesn't draw, you know, somebody super tough like that at, at one of the later slots because that could spell trouble, especially if Matanza's already out before then. Oh. and then you got some fresh other guy that doesn't have to deal with the monster, like you get a Mil Muertes at 18 or 19, oh, you're screwed. That is it, And man. if you're 20, you're
2: 20 and Matanza's still in there, all you motherfuckers need to pin Matanza at the same time. Jesus Christ.
0: Well, I'm hoping for some good gang-ups here, unless Matanza starts yeah. eliminating guys the second they get in. We'll see. Um, Which
2: we've seen happen. He beat more than half of the Battle Royal last time, so...
0: All right, now now can we talk about this segment? Let's talk about where the, this Drago thing is going. First of all, this is the best start to a vignette ever on Lucha Underground. Yeah. I am all for more vignettes that start with Thunder Rosa, uh, Cobra Moon, whatever, slithering across the floor in any fashion. Um, I am completely fine with that. We don't need to talk about the rest of this segment.
2: Gross, dude. That was a fucking bathroom and she had to like crawl around in that shit.
0: Yeah, that I don't advise that. Let alone a
2: bathroom wrestlers continuing, use. Continuing. Let alone a bathroom, Vinny Massaro uses.
1: Gave <laughs> away the ending of the of the whole vignette, but it's it's I'm also keeping sure in works. line with how we only see Drago backstage in the bathroom. That might which be, they know
0: we've all made fun of it. I mean, they're doing yeah. that on purpose at this
1: point in time, right? But he's a dragon, though. Yeah, because Dragon's he like has cool IBS. Faces. Maybe he likes the tile or whatever.
2: No, Krista Joseph told us it's good for his skin, but that's a nice way of saying that Drago has irritable bowel syndrome, and sometimes he's just gotta shit, man.
0: (laughs) Which is fine. But so Thunderosa knows knows Cobra Moon, sorry, Casey, case fave. (laughs) Cobra (laughs) Moon knows where to find him. And again, we gotta talk about the slither across the floor because that's really the important thing here, isn't it?
1: Yeah, she had to slither through like day old piss that jack evans didn't shake off correctly yeah and he doesn't even wash his hands by the way that's another thing we learned no
2: about. and he's always got to show off so he's like standing on his head taking a piss and shit and there's
1: no control when you do that so so cobra moon confronts drago because well, let me get let, let me get them. there
0: in a second because i got to talk some more about cobra moon first case or, or byron here's yeah. the thing the affectations now are going past the body movement and she's she's laying on the s's in her speech pattern as well, which is a Light nice commander. Yeah, but not, but she's not overdoing it either. She's not making it super ridiculous. She's not like, like I think skip did a good job of, I think probably pulling it back to the right amount in the directing of the scene, but it's great. And I'm just thinking to myself the whole time, like, thank God she doesn't have Dario's Spanish accent because they would be a whole lot of THs and not a lot of Ss. <laughs>
2: Uh I I highly approve of anything that invokes the image of Cobra Commander in any way, shape, or form because he is the greatest of the cartoon villains. I'm sorry, Skeletor, I love you, but it's just true. If you're listening, Skeletor. (laughs)
0: Um okay, so now what were you saying about what she had to actually say? I've I've done my bit here, Byron. You can talk now.
1: She uh she's coming up to Drago. We find out they're from the same tribe and she's like, hey, good to see you again we're in the same no, time right we're gonna kick some say ass. It right and drago and his. we're gonna kick some ass says uh i left it a thousand years ago and then so we find out that drago super old so now like who's the youngest per how older is everyone in the temple is i just think Rindo it's funny. The, the, the one guy like, they make
2: super old is drago because he kind of is
1: yeah yeah <laughs> it makes sense He's a vet. So, something. Something's beginning to happen there, which is very interesting. And then we found Vinny
0: in the bathroom eating pizza. Wait, 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 wait. You, you've already, you've already like botched this whole thing. She asked Drago yeah. to bring the gold back to our tribe. And he yeah. says that he left the tribe a thousand years ago. You got that part, right? But she, she wants the gold. And here's my other weird thing about this though. He's already got gold. He's got, he's got the trios belt right now. How come she's not trying to draw the trios built in? Or maybe that's part of it. Maybe she thinks Drago can bring all the gold back to the tribe. And this also brings into question our characterization of the tribe as the snake tribe. Is this more just a reptile tribe?
2: All I know is a snake is a snake, a reptile is a reptile, but let me tell you something, Justin. There's only one, one thing that we're forgetting. The most important thing. Vinny Massaro. Okay, in. let's talk about Vinny That's Massaro. what I brought up. No, brought but the best bedroom. thing is, when he fucking comes in and he's like, oh shit, sorry, I thought this
1: was the men's room because Cobra Moon's in there. That's <laughs> yeah. fucking hilarious. That is was great. Everything about Vinny was the best part of the episode.
2: Oh, and um, if Who's you're good? listening, Jeremy Peoples of figure 4 and I don't think you're listening because then you would actually know your shit. That wasn't some guy that was Vinny Massaro and he wasn't eating a fucking burrito. He was eating a pizza that just happened to sound a little crunchy.
0: Look, and, and if, unless you want like 17 podcasts mad at you, because Vinny is so over on the podcast from guesting on like five of them every week that um, unless you want every other podcast mad at you, don't, don't disparage Vinnie Massaro, man. You can't do that. You cannot exactly. get at the snoring do, elbow. Do
2: not disparage TwitWow's Vinnie Massaro. And also, oh
0: God. I, I have don't to say... Don't even that reference. Um, it doesn't matter. I got the reference, Byron. It's funny.
2: Bringing food into the bathroom's gross as fuck, bro. Dario's got to get one of those shelves like on that episode of The League. Byron yeah, knows what I'm talking about.
1: It's a, it's a shelf that goes above the urinal. You put your drink on it while you pee, so that you don't have to set your food down on the ground.
0: That is the not urinal. what J-Man told me that that is for. J-Man told no. me specifically that that was for something completely different than that. Byron, it's what you put your your food and your drink on, so you can. No, but then on the league it.
2: they did better and made it
0: outside the bathroom, so shit particles don't get on your cheesecake. I was told specifically that that shelf had to be right about nose level. I don't get it. It's the wrong kind of bathroom, Justin. Oh.
2: I'm just saying. Dude, you see how dirty this bathroom is? You can inhale like ten pubes.
0: It's disgusting. So you guys have more problems with the hygiene of the bathroom. What if this is the cleanest bathroom in the world? Like you 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 guys have a problem with Curm slithering across the floor, Vinny eating in there, Drago clearly emptying his colostomy bag or whatever he has to do in there all the time. Like you guys are really obsessed with this this bathroom hygiene thing. Dude, have you ever seen a dragon take a shit? It's horrible. Now, look, I'll tell you what would clear me out of the bathroom. Vinny's gassy ass. That would clear me out of the bathroom. And that was the end of the segment. That will pretty much end any segment. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What did you guys? What did you guys think of them going for the kind of? I mean, the the very lowbrow slapstick humor. I mean, they, we have an actual fart joke in Lucha Underground now, and some I don't think we're not was happy really with dope, it,
2: but. dude. I think Vinny just boofed one, and they left it in. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, if you think about, it, if he did a couple of different takes, and he's sitting there eating that dollar pizza from up at the gas station in Boyle Heights, there, that could very oh. easily happen. Yeah, there's no pizza
2: places around the temple other than the gas station, so... Ooh. Oh, no, no, there's a 76 station. Yeah, that's, that's the pizza shop. Yeah. Oh, oh, I, I hope they
0: told him he was eating gas station pizza before he started filming. I think he probably brought it with him. I don't think that that was provided by Lucha Underground because it would have been a bagel bite.
2: That's true. Yeah. Vinny, why weren't you eating bagel bites? You could have had like a handful of them.
0: I don 't think he got craft services in his contract for the day.
2: I heard that he was in
1: line after cage, and there just wasn 't any food left. <laughs> I can see that that guy eats a lot of food he's um, also very interesting on social media, but we can get into that another time.
0: The other thing I want it's to, point out, to that. the other thing I want to point out in this segment is that uh, Drago has six fillings, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we we have now met them all by name after that roar. Um, <laughs> boy, that shot was right up in a man's cavities. That was incredible.
2: Yeah, Byron um, freeze frame that for reasons. No, I, I didn't.
0: He likes that little sound. I get some Windex about. for his TV. Um, yeah, next segment. This goes into another vignette, which I like to call a desperate man, and that man is not just any man. He's a Mundo. Johnny wines awesome. a lot.
1: Uh, it was great a really cool really cool uh uh, what is it it was a really cool thing for the fans out about watching the show from the beginning because especially for like uh season one it's you don't really talk about or remember much before season one aztec warfare that's when it really took off but the whole briefcase full of money was just that was a really big Big like opening storyline for Lucha. Right, but the
0: real the real question here is Byron. How come me and Casey never got our cut of the five thousand? Let me see, wait. Five thousand six hundred and sixty-seven dollars that was paid off from those internet photos that you posted of Mundo.
1: Because you guys weren't the ones who had to take the photo.
0: <laughs> okay. So
1: went to my good point.
0: Line. Totally good point. Totally yeah. down. I'll move on so basically johnny's got ninety four thousand three hundred and seventy three dollars left right after you cash that check
1: yeah well now dario has it because johnny mundo tried to intimidate he's too beautiful of a man to intimidate and and so he tried to find another way to get a shot and to get the championship and that's by bribery
0: and this just shows how brilliant Dario is. Like, I feel like Dario has been holding him back on purpose because he almost knew that Johnny was just going to give him the money back. It's like the, the man is untouchable. He can book any angle he wants. He can give a guy a, a $100,000 and get it back. It's amazing.
2: Mundo punched him in the fucking eye, dude.
0: He hasn't liked him since then. Come on. <laughs> well, given then who does? Johnny's a heel. He's a terrible, yeah. terrible. Fuck perp. you,
1: Johnny Mundo. He's a Culero, puto. Oh, hey, hey,
0: <laughs> hey! We don't want to say that. Whoa, what? You don't want to say those things? You can't. Sorry. You can't say that on El Rey. Just say "fuck you, Johnny." <laughs> we're started, allowed to say that. Censoring Spanish curse words. Ah, like a week or two ago. Um. <laughs> Well, but anyway, so basically he yeah. has successfully bought himself, not a title match, not even a title match. He's successfully bought himself um, a match with um, the Casey. Gift of the Gods champion. We'll just call it the Gift of the Gods champion so in case he doesn't get angry and leave in the middle of the show. Oh, good. And now here's uh, the I other thing. That was, that is. We, um, Dario at the end of the scene was again doing his itsy-bitsy spider thing, and I think there's more to this. And him doing it seems very intentional. It seems like not something that that is the actor doing it or whatever, but it's like part of the character for him to do this okay. little thing. He's trying is to do him- the
2: Animo sign, but he keeps fucking up because it's He's- a hard sign to do. Phoenix needs to pick easier hand
0: signs. What is it? It's like Animo. Like this. <laughs> no it's not like that our audio listeners are missing out right now that's all I can tell you guys, sorry um, thanks for listening to the podcast check out Casey's shirt,
1: isn't that weird What is what is your shirt say, Casey? it's an Ant-Man shirt
2: it's got Ant-Man on it and, the, only, uh, the only superhero with a penis the same
0: size as Byron's Byron, what does your shirt say? Oh my, my shirt says pause. P-A-W-S not like pause button, but like
1: P-A-W-S it's a sweet ass shirt.
0: It's a cat that yeah. looks like Jaws.
1: It's really cool. yeah.
0: I'm and just riding was, with L Ray today. The, yeah. I, yeah, I was given this very nice uh, shirt by the L Ray Network at an, an event that Byron didn't get one at because they appreciate me and not him. No, because you were standing closer to the box. No, this was payment for using my face in that commercial. They
1: used my face when all the episodes, uh, all the episodes, I get. They decent thought ratings. you were TJ. Yeah. They sent him the shirt. Yeah, he wears it on this
2: season of Silicon Valley. Great show. Byron, anyway. locked up his TJ Miller Halloween costume this year. Good job, bro. I
1: went as him last
2: year.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah you go Both. with him every day for the most part. Mil Muertes versus Puma. Holy smokes. This is a rematch of um, a, a match that did not go well for Puma the first time that saw him drop the title. Um, and we've been waiting to see this rematch for a long, long time. This is pure fire. This is a headline main event. This is the WrestleMania of Lucha Libre. This is Puma versus Mil Muertes, um, except there's no belt on the line this time. Ooh. And
2: Justin, let me tell you something. If this is the WrestleMania of Lucha Libre, the Undertaker of Lucha Libre has to always win.
0: <laughs> unless he runs into a little speed bump every once in 30 or so matches just saying that didn't count because rock was on the juice bro uh, we'll see yeah, yeah sure i don't know if they do that do they do they go back to the stats and fix them like mma if there's a uh dispute after the fact <laughs> wins, and okay, never champion. wins and losses don't matter wins and losses don't matter um this was a great match I love that they worked pretty much every style of wrestling in this match. You had flippy shit. You had strong style. You had power moves. Um, And again, I said this a little bit earlier in the episode. The one thing that you were kind of missing is the, the chain wrestling thing for a while, for like a 10 year period in wrestling. It was like every match would start off with a good chain wrestling segment, you know, Mm -hmm. and then you get a, an applause break from the audience and like ecw really kind of made this happen like the the jerry lynn rvd feud really was the thing where they would do like these four minute chain wrestling spots and then the crowd would just stop but then wwe started doing it and bringing it in and it was great and i loved it ring of honor did it a ton um everybody used to do this i feel like you don't get those spots anymore am i just missing him it's a big
2: part of Lucha that's not represented here. Uh, like, Pentagon brings a lot of the submission wrestling that you see in Lucha when he gets the opportunity to wrestle that way. But you don't get to see a lot of the mat work that guys like the great fucking El Dandy, which is Spanish for the dandy, uh, brings to the table. Or guys like fucking... Like, I mean, come on! Like, even if they brought in a dude like Mister Niebla, his 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 ground game's on point. He does all the cool submissions and shit. I I'd say like, well, like they need a British dude is what they need, but it's too much of a pain in the ass for the show to get a fucking British dude. And uh, bring in like a Zack Sabre Jr. Or a Marty oh, Skrull, who I think would actually be the best for the promotion. Right? And those and I are, those the are the
0: places where you're still seeing it. And 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 I'm surprised we're not seeing it in more places. Because it's it it's a great part of the tradition of wrestling. um, And it adds to the story a lot. And it gets the crowd pumped before you start hitting a lot of big spots, too. I think if you do it right, it can be good stuff.
1: What if they try and, and get there's a, a lot of for that? And they end up with Wade Barrett. And then they're like, all right, show us some Matt <laughs> wrestling god damn
2: it i have so much to say but i can't say it until someone debuts uh
0: we'll get there (laughs) just be patient be patient we're seven episodes in we'll get there
2: funny thing is we already recorded a podcast hating on someone that hasn't debuted yet because we recorded live after uh ultima lucha Oh yeah, 30%. I gotta pull
0: that out from the, from the vault oh. too, But too bad it's not video Because we switched to video since then But we'll still drop that podcast anyway we I can't might. wait to actually go back and listen to it Because it's going to be interesting to hear us Ranting and raving about Something we're, that happened a year ago We're going to be sleep deprived lunatics um, That's what we're going to sound like we, yes. should, we should just
2: film video With that playing And we can pantomime our parts <laughs> it'd, be pretty, it'd be pretty
0: entertaining probably um, so I, 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 like the fact that the crowd did a slightly better job of moving for, for Mil Muertes. I think the crowd is finally starting to learn, but they were also in your section, Casey. So I feel like you controlled that situation appropriately.
1: Uh, was all over the place. Did you walk down the steps or up the steps at one point? He had to cross I, over I went by the office
2: and then they told me to move by the steps. And then Mil Muertes looks right at me and says, move. So I fucking moved. Casey, you were doing the Mil Muertes dance, man. (laughs) I had to save Johnny's mom's life from Mil Muertes that day. I saw that. She's like, Casey, he's coming this way. Protect me.
0: Well, it set up an awesome spot where Puma ran from more than halfway up the freaking bleachers on that side and dove over Casey at that point in time. (laughs) Like, what the hell? That was crazy.
1: That was so awesome. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, so, that was one of the ones where security went over to us and they're like, all right, you guys, some shit's going to go down. Be ready to get the fuck out of the way. Yeah, I love uh, it when they say that.
0: Well, look, yeah, hey, sometimes the, the element of surprise it, is not necessary when your safety is involved.
2: <laughs> I, I have made it through three seasons without getting crushed by anyone. The max. Uh Oh, yeah, well, that was like a run-in.
0: You'll see me get crushed later this season uh, at one that you weren't at, Casey. It'll it, you'll oh, enjoy it. I sat I, I in a different spot was, too, uh, and it happened to be a spot where there was a bit of live action going that I hadn't anticipated, and I almost got—I almost got a luchador thrown into me like a spear. It was kind of oh, fun, dude. You should have taken the bump. I, I was prepared like, to. I the luchador like, was so good. The luchador is so good that he like moved in midair to not hit me. Did you cool. see so in we that, know it's not sexy, Star. Did
1: you uh, see in that uh, Sheamus-Cesaro, uh, the pay-per-view match they had that went outside the ring into a no no result or whatever? Um, did you see when the one guy went over the barricade, like his foot clipped a fan in a chair, and the fan totally Michael Cold down just lied on the ground for the entire time? <laughs> Dude fucking sold it. That's
2: yes. the way to go. That's the way
0: dude. If you if you got a ticket and you're in one of the first four or five rows, you should know better, damn it. That's exactly what you're supposed to do. Lay down, take a bump. On the first I like grunt through of it, I thought, oh shit, like this
1: is crazy, and that fan just got taken out after like the fi- it looked cool. After five replays, I found out like the guy kind of just lied down next to Seamus or whatever, but It was Um, cool. That's
0: what you're supposed to do. Yeah, and it gave you something to actually watch in that match because the finish (laughs) certainly wasn't something to watch. Because, like, okay, like, in the audience, we
2: are mortal men. We are not wrestlers. Right. Anything that happens that a wrestler comes into contact to us should be absolute death, even if it's Masquerita Sagrada.
1: We've had this talk with Jimmy Five before. If you're going to be – in the arena and the you're gonna be a fan in a place where they wrestle in the crowd, you have to be willing to sell. If a rubber like wrench hits you in the head, you're done for the taping. Exactly. You, know, you gotta lie down, just go to sleep until the taping's over.
0: Well and Tape your face. friend standing you next to you though. should throw up the X, man. They should yeah. sell it for you too. They should be like, oh you got knocked the hell out. You gotta start bleeding. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not gigging. I'm not gigging if I'm a spectator. I'll you gotta make me bleed game. hard way. No way I'm gigging for a spectator spot. If
2: I get hit in the head with a rubber wrench, I'm gonna fucking gig. I'm sorry. I, it's, Who has oh, you're that's a real the real man?
1: Has the worst forehead in, in Lucha Underground? Uh, Vampiro?
2: <laughs> uh, Vampiro, maybe. Mil Muertes, under the mask.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Mil's
0: of... done a few. Tejano, uh, I think I've seen his forehead look kind of fucked up. No, his isn't that bad. His isn't that bad. Mac, Mac actually is good. Probably pretty fucked up. He juices a lot under the mask. Um, Uh, Ar Fox, his forehead's fine because he takes it hard way on the back all the time. (laughs) Check out that dude's back when you get a chance. Oh my god, it looks like a pin cushion. Casey, do you have something to say about that? I have um,
2: been extremely grossed out by his back in person, so that's all I can say.
1: Do you have something to say about him hard weighing on the back all the time? No. Not yet.
0: <laughs> um, all right. I'm going to get into uh, the end of this match. We talked about the dive from the bleachers. Yeah. Um, yeah fuck. This match was great, dude. The 630 actually wins it, which is great. Um, yeah. You need that spot to that go didn't over.
1: Happen.
2: That's why this wasn't WrestleMania, Justin. Why? Because Mil Muertes lost.
0: I know, but, you know, Puma had to get his heat back, and, you know, the belt wasn't on the line, so it's okay.
2: It's it was, okay for
0: Mill to lose this one.
2: Yeah. It's never okay for Mil Muertes to lose unless it's a Pentagon junior.
0: I think it's okay if it's leading to a Puma turn. I'm fine with it. Is Vamp prophetic or what, man? He, he said that it was going to be Puma that killed Mill. Hey, all, I say, all I'm say, i saying is that
2: Puma turned heel to me the second he saw me hit him in the face. That, that was, was a amazing. lot longer than this. That was
1: amazing. Never um,
0: letting that go, Puma. I'll tell you what was wrong with this match. <laughs> I got to be a critic here for a minute. I'll tell you what was absolutely the worst thing about this match. It was so damn good, there's not nearly enough Katrina in this match. I was yeah. salty. Oh, I thought you were going to say Puma winning was the worst thing about this no, match. And I, was no, I, I like the Puma win, and and I'm here to tell you, uh, eight months ago, I probably wouldn't have said that, but now I, I'm like, yeah, I'm liking the Puma win here because I, because he's feeling himself out, uh, coming to the dark side. Like if he was pure baby face, I probably would have hated this win. If he was like just a regular old Technico coming to get his heat back without the angle. And this is why I love Lucha Underground and, and where they're going with these things. I, I, it totally worked for me. I feel like eight months ago is when I actually watched this match happen the first time. It's gotta be close. Yeah, it is. It was uh, February, March, April, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, Wow. So that's it for the show. Oh, wait. No, it's not. We have a classic moment right here at the end. Chavo Classic. (laughs) Chavo Classic. Chavo. And I love this angle. This is what you should be doing with Rey Mysterio. Yeah. This is a great babyface angle here. He goes to Chavo Sr. to pay his respects and say, hey, do you mind if I try to destroy your son out of this company? (laughs) Like that's a thing that's ever gonna get a positive response, but Rey does it anyway because he's the real tecnico babyface here. Rey just goes right up to Chavo Sr. who's a badass in his own ways and you know, and I was half expected a Chavo Senior to just land the fist. Like, what the f- are you talking about, Ray? Ray, I'll beat you down. You kick the elbow on Ray or something. Kick my son out of Lucha Underground, man. He built Lucha Underground. Where were you, season one? Like, that's what I expected There's him to do. Credit, bitch.
2: Um. <laughs> Oh, dude, I thought Ray was going to Chavo Classic to tell on Chavo. So I was pleasantly surprised that that wasn't what
0: happened. Your son
2: tried to end my career. (laughs) What are you going to do about it?
0: Yeah, whiny little Ray Ray without the mask did not show up here. This is not Ray Ray versus Steiner. This is actual... The new grown man, Rey Mysterio, manning up and going to Chavo Sr. Like, here's the deal. Are we going to have a problem if I try to end your kid's career? And that's what, that's what we're left with at the end of this. It was basically like the temple isn't big enough for both of us, so either he leaves or I leave. Are we, are we going to a loser leaves town match with Chavo and Rey? Is that, is that sounds happening?
2: Like,
1: that's,
0: that sounds like happening. somebody's going to have like.
2: to make like a tree and get the fuck out of there.
0: Well, He's but here's w- town or career match or something. Here's where I'm worried. Here's where I'm worried. We know that Chavo Guerrero is credited on the show as a producer. I don't feel like Chavo going anywhere. Like, is there something up with Ray? Is he going back triple A style? Is he leaving town? Is he going back to WWE? Are we getting screwed here? Well, Chavo can still produce in real life. He can still get hey. the credit. Case fave.
1: Jesus Christ. Well, I'm I not heard. the one who brought it up. I'm not bringing up real life IMDB credits here.
0: Well, I mean, his name is on the beginning of the show as a freaking producer. You can't think that a guy who's a producer on a show is going to book himself to lose his whole career.
2: I I'm hope
0: that, that they change his credit to Alan Smithy just to fuck with us. Well, he might want his credit, Alan Smithy, if he has to leave town. But, you know, look, it's Chavo. He can lie, cheat, and steal. Just because, you know, uh, Chavo Sr., Chavo Classic is, is going to let Ray do something like that doesn't mean that Chavo... Junior's going to fall for it. I mean, he may not accept those kind of terms, or, or you know, maybe, maybe he does career versus mask. Maybe he, maybe we see Matt uh, Ray come out of the mask once and for all for the last time. Here, is that possible, or would that, that would just be a huge mistake thing to do again? Yeah. Well, Lucha Underground's not selling any Ray masks, so why not just take it up, take him oh out of God. it? Good the point. Really Where the fuck's
1: my Ray mask? They really need. They have to sell Ray masks. Uh, where's
0: my uh, Where's my
2: Pentagon shirt that doesn't suck that I don't already have because the other one sucks.
0: Oh, the new the new pro wrestling Tees one does. I like the one that they were selling at the temple. I'm cool with that one. Oh, yeah, but I bought that shit day it's, one, sir. Come on. Yeah, it's not as good as the the Peros shirts, but it's it's good. Um. Anyway, so that's where we end this match with a lot of serious questions. Yeah. I uh, I'll be honest. I did not expect to like this episode, and I really did um i tweeted the hell out of this episode because there was lots of i I like these episodes that have lots of little tidbits and this one was just littered with them like even just vampiro saying that he was turned on by the violence in one of the matches i found to be hilarious and then he's talking about you know beheadings in the french revolution and stuff like that like the vampiro commentary was great this time um (laughs) like just just so all the thing of the guy with the fuck dungeon too that's what's great uh, you know yeah. like and Vinny massaro I, i'm gonna give it a 10 out of 10 just because Vinny massaro was in the episode how's that yeah and i, get, yeah. And Vinny, 10, I give that part a solid five stars uh this will be the the by the way i think this might be the first boy. episode i've given a 10 to that did not have pentagon that's Ooh. true that's true all right, like, let's move away from Lucha Underground a little bit. We've talked it to death today. Sorry, uh, Josh Pillow, if that was too much for you. But it was it was fun. We had a lot of fun with Lucha Underground this week. This is why we do this podcast, because we like talking about Lucha Underground. This is fun for us. Um, something else that is fun for you guys. Can't say it's been necessarily fun for me, because I'm kind of living in the dark ages. Game system-wise, I'm rocking <laughs> Xbox. Where the fuck is he going?! 360 byron you're leaving what i'm gonna talk about wwe 2k17 but casey you can kick us off tell me what is the right. deal with this game that from from what i was seeing the first week of twitter it's like they released a half a game that didn't even work with like you know gigabytes and gigabytes of patches just to even turn it on the first time what the hell is this thing okay the game's a buggy piece of shit but it is a fun buggy piece of shit like
2: it still hasn't had a patch that makes it work right. That that eleven gig, twelve gig patch, shit's still really fucked up. Uh, fucking erase the the save data of people just by turning the game off. Like uh, all kinds of weird shits happening. Um, and I know that Byron is gonna say all of those bugs are what leads to his shitty gameplay, but he just sucks at games, Justin. I wanted to make this a thing that. We could all enjoy and make it a review of the of Bop and Wrestle on Commodore 64 instead. And <laughs> That would he, help me out. He, he could barely do load star, comma, eight, comma, one to get the shit running. So, oh, here he is. Look, he's got a hat. And it's, it, it's really ugly colors. What is that thing on What's your head? head? I just want to get some water. It says something like, I have sex with men. Is that what it says, Myron?
0: No, it says oh, boys, I think. It says boys, clearly. Oh, that's the hat, so oh, that's so the hat that they give to NAMBLO members. Okay. Wait, Byron, read it so the picture stays up while you're reading it. I can't read it because I can't see the screen, but I'm Hold pretty my. Sure ha- well, I can't read it at the same time because then the video switches to me. Oh, wait, here. I'll just end right, here, Here's the I, hat. I, got it. I can do it. Hold my hat while I have sex with your wife, you clown. Is you there a punctuation? stupid clown there's
2: three exclamation points yes not
0: just one so don't you have to that. say like why yeah there's three exclamation points yeah listen we were talking but about yeah, 2k17 17, 17, about- byron 17, bro 2k17
1: i can't play that game for more than five minutes without it glitching it's not a complete told you game. he blamed the glitches on the shitty gameplay it's very frustrating and uh, i don't know why my f- siri just popped up on my phone
0: Oh, man, don't even get me started on Apple this week, man. It's, I have done every update yeah. that I should have never done this week, ever. Oh, I, I hate you, Apple. Give me a headphone jack, you jerks. Yeah, can't wait. Fucking
2: the best part. Okay, the best part about 2K17 right now is the career mode where you make yourself or a wrestler of your choice. But if you don't make yourself, yeah. what the fuck's wrong with you, man. It's a chance right? to be a WWE superstar. So me and Byron are in there. And they have this feature called Career Invasion. Yes. That some people like, okay, turn off for some reason, but everyone else keeps it on because it's the most fun mm-hmm. part of the game. Where your friends created wrestlers show up mm-hmm. in your game. It's not them controlling them. It's right. the computer. But like Byron comes in my game and I and beat I- the shit out of him just like I would in real life constantly. And it's great. And it's the most fun part. Like I won a feud with Byron. I moved on while he moves down the card and I move up the card. I've left him Fine. behind. Not even like a Shawn Michaels, Marty Janetti situation, but even worse, like a fucking
1: Tito Santana, Rick Martel situation maybe. It's where Casey made his uh, guy like seven feet tall. Like, wait, Casey's my height. Like, I'm my, I might even be taller than him if I'm wearing shoes. You're and much if, shorter if than if me. And he made his character like a giant in height. And added so much more muscle, and he wears like really tight spandex. It's weird, it says a lot of stuff about him. Um, Okay, two things, but I, my guy, put five on there, like
2: I measured at work, and also you you measure your height
1: at work. What's your
2: hair? It's weird, you have to do it to get insurance, it's fucking bullshit, but um, also. They don't give you choices for body morphing. So I couldn't have a more realistic body for myself because instead of making it like, all right, I'll make the arms a little bit skinnier. I'll make the bulge larger. No, you have to like do like a Mr. Potato Head where you're just picking certain parts. Like you can kind of have these arms and it's fucking up creator wrestlers too because how are you going to make Hulk Hogan without the proper saggage, you know? But, you know, (laughs) or or Rhino without the little tiny T-Rex arms. And, you know... Well, they already made Rhino, I think, or someone's made Rhino. But I, Someone's made a pretty good Rhino, and a lot of people made really shitty Rhinos, yeah.
1: I, I made a really good creative wrestler for myself I'm very proud of. Aside from their, their color balance being off in the photo I used for my face. So yeah, so you're, you're really brown. So I kept that skin tone. No, I look like, uh, like I'm diseased. Like, uh, like, like my skin tone is like Simpsons yellow. You kind of
2: look diseased in real life, bro. We've been and, meaning to tell you to see a doctor. No. Um, because you clearly
1: have gonorrhea and would possibly you know, syphilis. How would you know if I have gonorrhea or, gonorrhea, or syphilis by looking at me? But my favorite part over your face. is, is uh, my, my, my shirts that I designed for myself are fantastic. Uh, the first one I wore, I had uh, masks, mats, and mayhem. A shirt logo on the back and on the front i had casey's stupid face and it was great i ran the risk though of having his face on my shirt it makes everyone more angry when i'm wrestling them and it would up the difficulty but it actually put people in the submission they were so horrified that they couldn't move and then i would just pin them and it's then, kind
2: of weird punching myself in the face i have my heart punch you for the win but which would happen constantly because all i do is fucking win <laughs> And uh, the heart, my heart punches to be
1: feared, bro. But uh, my, my current uh, shirt that I'm wearing that I just I absolutely love, it uh, it's, it's, uh, um, reminds me of Casey's like true, you know, the source of his big fandom of wrestling. Um, when you really get to, to the heart and soul of what Casey enjoys about wrestling, um, I was thinking about that, and I picked a John Cena shirt. And then right on the front where it says, like, C-Nation, I put the, the mascot of C-Nation, Casey's face. And then I put hey,
2: why don't, you tell, why don't you tell people about the, the chronic masturbator wrist braces your wrestler wears as well? And, uh, <laughs> this sounds put?
0: horrifying. Do I ever want to play this game? You just oh, and
2: he wears shit brown pants because I'm going to beat the shit out of him and he doesn't want anyone to notice.
1: My That's guy had cardio pants. My guy had cargo pants. I was basing hey, yeah. my guy off of a realistic photo of me. Yeah, cargo pants in 2016. Good job, bro. No, it's an old photo, but I wear cargo pants <laughs> so I could keep the batteries in my pocket so I can whip them at you when you're walking your, out of the, the ring. The batteries for your fucking dildo? You could go online and see the videos of me beating the hell out of Casey and Casey's guy being scared and walking away crying.
0: Well, I mean, so how, yeah, do, people, uh, how do people find you guys on this game if they want to play with you, if this game ever actually works correctly?
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, I got to speak on that a little bit, too, because fucking W is going down. I'm going to kick his fucking ass, but first we got to wait for the game to get patched because right now you can't kick out of pins online because the game's so fucked up. Yeah. But my name on PSN is Lucha Gringo. Byron's is Byron Fever. Catch and up. if you add us, we'll get into your fucking game.
1: Yeah, it's awesome.
0: Well, I have a feeling that this is not the end of the conversation for 2K17, so fans of the game, listen up here to see what uh, trouble Casey's getting into and to figure out if Byron can ever win this game. I win the game game game. all the
1: time. I have a video online on my Twitter, Byron Fever, which you can go and look at right now, where it shows me delivering a devastating finish and pinning Casey 1-2-3. The finish is I just straight up punch him right in the dick, and Casey cries so much that I get the win. Well, how do we don't, like, me don't oh, get DQ'd for that?
2: Byron's fantasy wrestler involves his hand coming in contact with my genitals
1: repeatedly. I just I'm like trying his to, fantasy in real life. I'm trying to buy but enough. Also, I'm trying to buy enough uh, of say so I can have at least minimum a third to a half of my moves uh be uh, violent contacts to the groin.
2: Yeah, and um uh, his other move is getting stink-faced by all his opponents, which is the weirdest thing. Uh, he's got a fetish. He edited every move set in the game. But uh, there is a patch submitted for approval right now, so hopefully the game will be working by the next time we do this show. Uh, I doubt it because it's 2K. But, uh, you know, it's nice to be optimistic sometimes, right? Maybe maybe it'll work. But, uh, yeah, this is, a, this is a fun game. I really enjoy it. Yeah, it's a buggy piece of shit, but they all have been and it's the only wrestling game that comes out anymore so
0: well and and speaking to that i think this is a perfect segue into goldberg because goldberg was out promoting the game he has a, a a character in the game right he they actually put him in the game this year is that why he's promoting goldberg i still haven't activated his code i haven't
1: put him in my game yet
2: oh dude he's gonna die or get crippled anyway that fucking position's cursed right so like check it out The last four years they've had pre-order bonuses for wrestlers right first year it's the ultimate warrior he gets put in the hall of fame right after that fucking dies then it's sting he comes back gets crippled by seth rollins then it's arnold schwarzenegger he knows he's smart enough to stay away from the wwe ring he's fine goldberg Fucking coming back, he's gonna get the curse. Mark my words, it's not good. I don't wish that on the guy, even though he's kind of a dick. But did still, you, did, you, you say, did you Chris? say Arnold
1: Schwarzenegger?
2: Yeah, but he's cool because he didn't come back to WWE, so he's fine. What's he doing yeah, now? But on Celebrity TV Apprentice,
0: Celebrity Apprentice got pushed. I mean, they shot that thing forever. It should have already aired. Maybe that was his curse—that he had to wait longer for his next paycheck.
2: He had to wait to be revealed as limo guy.
0: Yeah, because wasn't Celebrity Apprentice originally supposed to air in fall, and then it got moved to January? Like they, EV Dub was talking about having shot that thing over a year ago already. Now, right? Oh yeah. Right.
1: yeah. There's a longer
0: turnaround on that than Lucha Underground seasons. That's crazy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, but Goldberg is out doing some press or whatever, and it leads to this thing of Le- Lesnar Goldberg and blah blah blah. We saw Heyman come on TV and promote it last week. We're gonna get. Lesnar next week I think but this week we got Bill himself and I'm gonna tell you I loved this segment
2: Yeah, I didn't watch it I I never liked Goldberg and before Byron says this because I'm an anti-Semite or something like he says I'm anti-woman because I hate sexy star I hate Goldberg you know what Byron I love Raven and he's Jewish so there the guy that invented that shirt that Urban ripped off Raven (laughs)
1: yeah. <laughs> love it sorry i was ignoring you casey
2: yeah he's barry Horowitz. Me. i got no beef with barry horowitz fucking dean malenko he's the shit just goldberg just goldberg
0: let me tell you why i like this because i feel like in this moment i almost wish you would watch it casey because maybe it'll change your mind i feel like bill had a real appreciation at this moment for what he had been given and i say this in all caps given by the wrestling world and I think that he knows it now. I think that he knows that he was a football player that was put in an awesome situation, probably because Ted Turner made it that way. Because no one else in the back, I think, gave a crap. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was given this incredible, unprecedented run, especially at that time in wrestling, when you had so many hours on TV that nobody was getting long runs anymore. Yeah. Um, and you had this huge heel faction with the NWO going that was, by its booking nature, unbeatable because those guys could pretty much do whatever they want. And yet you still had Bill come in and catapult to the top of the game with this unbeaten streak and these jackhammer spear segments. Yeah. And this time, not like the last time he came back or whatever, but this time you could see on his face A Different level of appreciation and maybe it's because his kid was there for the first time and his wife was there for the first time or something I don't know but I like when I can see in a wrestler their appreciation for what the business has given them It's like dude Mm -hmm. not everybody comes out of this. Okay, not everybody gets over not everybody makes money You were one of the guys that got to do it, you know, you couldn't play football your whole life You got this this new lease on life. You ran with it, which is smart and here you are After all of it, you've been a movie star, you're a celebrity, you can go wherever you want, your house is paid for, your kids are fed, your wife is beautiful. You're back in the ring doing another farewell tour, and there was something in his eyes. Man, like he was hugging kids all the way up and down and seeing the familiar faces that were there and appreciating all of them and stopping and taking it in. He wasn't just marching to the ring to do his shtick. You could tell that, like, A, I think the guy really missed part of it and the part of it i think that he missed i think whether it's diluted or not i think he missed being a role model i think he missed the true babyface side of what he does and maybe because he's older and has kids now or whatever it impacts him differently but and there's not a lot of true faces left out there man we were talking about this earlier i mean in wwe who are the true faces bailey right well, because yeah, a lot of their a lot of their faces talk a lot of shit. Like they call people, well,
1: they use better language now. But the basis of a face is you call someone gay and, and a retard all the time. That's what the Rock and Cena used to do. until Cena, yeah,
0: like I mean, Cena's I one of their biggest baby faces now. But to get there, he had to go to the gutter. Yeah, and that, that's what they used Bill to never do. Had to do that? Ex- Bill, the worst thing Bill ever did was said he was going to kick someone's ass.
2: Or at the time that he almost lost his arm punching through a limousine window. Yeah, well, he was, might, oh, was uh, but oh, or age issues aside, a lot I of would the, say kicking Brett Hart in the head was the worst thing that he did. But yeah, uh, I
1: still I still I can't forgive him for doing that. Uh, me, but me neither. But uh, a lot of like what what it, when you're looking back in retrospect, a lot of the drama around Bill Goldberg. Um, aside from him getting having people you know in his ear to, you know kind of directing him to be a diva backstage and uh, about the wrong things um, like he didn't want to turn heel because at the root of it because he wanted to, like he was a mark for himself as that babyface John Cena superhero and John Cena is doing the same thing he just articulates himself better about it he wants to do the make a wish stuff. And you could see that that still follows through with the hugging of the kids. And, and a lot of like the being difficult and not staying in WWE too long. It's because he didn't, he wanted to do things that he thought was good business for himself. He looked out for himself. He didn't bend over and volunteer for, you know, to be taken advantage of, which a lot of people do. It's kind of the nature of the business. There's like uh there's there was this one thing where he turned down working extra dates and it got him heat. And
0: that was in his contract. And, yeah, that's and what now, and now doing. guys like Lesnar do it constantly. Orton does it. I mean, yeah. Everybody's part time now. He was trying to set himself up like all these guys are set up now. But and, hey, and, it's also part of like, why he's still healthy and half of these yeah, guys so. aren't.
1: Yeah, Goldberg. What he's done some shows that some people watch. He does some movies that less people watched. He has a family that hasn't run away from him. He has a head that isn't made out of jello, and he and he's in decent enough shape, or he doesn't have to fake like he doesn't have a limp when he's on TV. You know, <laughs> ultimately, he's
0: done things the right way. Yeah, he's probably, come, he's probably the old-timer that's come out with the least amount of bionic assistance in a long time. Until his match with Brock. Then. Well, look, so how do you think this match is going to go down? I was arguing kind of back and forth with J-Man about this and the DM. I, um, I think Goldberg's going to go over. I, I think that it's the only thing that kind of makes sense for Lesnar right now. I also think it's the biggest FU that Vince can give everyone because no one thinks Vince will do that. I think that uh, because of the angle, the way it played out with Orton, I think because of what they've been doing with Brock to keep his character reasonable, having a part-timer or a, a one-timer or old-timer come in and be the, the one monster from his past that he can't beat might be the only way to put the, the correct kind of chink back in the armor of Brock Lesnar.
2: I think yeah, that, he's, I don't uh, think it's a good idea, but I think it's what they're gonna do because they don't always do the best idea.
1: Well, go, well Lesnar's kind of put in a corner where he's this—he's just so separated as far as his compete level uh, from the rest of the roster, and on his rise up to that point, it was new and exciting, and it was really cool to see him pin Cena in a squash match, and it was really cool to see him. Uh, just beat up everyone. But now that he's there, you're like, well, who's what, what's there for him to do now. He comes out there. Heyman's going to cut a promo about how, um, he cuts a promo about how he's cutting a promo about the most dominant guy in WWE, but there's nothing new to say, or he's trying to sell. Like, is he gonna, he has a match against Kofi Kingston. What could happen? I don't know. Historical match. You're like, it's going to be 16 German suplexes and he's going to win. Um, so exactly. Goldberg like you said he's he's the only one realistically that can disrupt that narrative right now and it would be an interesting uh, story i think there's more money in doing more than one match with them yeah, and that's a,
2: that's they are going to do more than one match. I think we're going to get a fuck finish, and they're going to set up a third one, even though they're acting like this is the last match. Well, yeah,
0: and I don't think, by the way, that that match will be at WrestleMania. I think that is where Vince will draw the line, even with himself. I don't think he will allow Goldberg to appear at WrestleMania. I think he will. I think this will be the big uh, non-Rumble match on the Royal Rumble. Yeah, they got to sell
2: out to the fucking Alamo Dome again, so they need that match at the Rumble.
1: I don't yeah. know. I, I think they're gonna sell out when they do AJ and HBK.
2: That's, that's never gonna... going
1: to happen. That was why, a- why wouldn't it happen?
2: Because he gave the Undertaker his word, Byron. But if what if it's a non-sanction match? If he gave look, he said if he can't beat the
1: Undertaker, he shouldn't wrestle ever again. Has yeah, he beat- but you know what else? He gave his back the word when he retired after a back injury, and then he had surgery. So why doesn't he just have another surgery and come out of retirement?
0: Because <laughs> it's that it, easy. Do Ask you Kurt how easy that is. <laughs> I'm not
2: gonna let that he gave his back the word go, um, because that was the most horrible thing anyone could ever say on a podcast. It was just the worst analogy, or I don't even know what the fuck you'd call it. It's just some bullshit.
1: But uh, look. It's a valid point. And all he has to do is come back for an unsanctioned street fight, all he has to do is fight in stretchy jeans, and it's well, a, and then he can do it. On we'll see the see
2: sport plays. I posted on, someone said him and AJ should be a hair versus hair match because no matter what happens, the audience is a fucking winner. So I like yeah. that
1: idea. AJ needs that long hair. You don't want him looking like early TNA beefcake AJ Styles. I don't yes, want do.
2: Shawn Michaels looking like the fucking Crypt Keeper either, but here we are. Correct, on both There's points.
1: Nothing. That's the deal that HBK made with his own God, and
0: he has to live with it. <laughs> and it really is just his. It really is just his. I'm a Christian, and we don't have the same guy. I'm just going to say that right now. <laughs> He's got some other guy. I don't know how he does that. Um, Anyway... So the Goldberg thing, I think we're all kind of. I, I think it's interesting, and I also, by the way, I loved the. Uh, I love everything Jericho right now and Rollins. It's totally money. They threw. They had to throw it at the beginning of the episode this week because of the Goldberg thing at the end. Mm. Worked great for me. Just uh, there's magic going on there, and it's not a okay. new angle. I mean, this the best friends thing. It's been done before, but the way that Jericho especially is pulling this angle off where you don't quite know how it's going to play out. And the fact that they're acknowledging in the ring with each other, some of the screw job aspects of the whole thing is kind of a new twist, which I love. And I just think they're pulling it off perfectly right now. And I, I there's actually for the first time in forever, a bit on an angle on wwe television that i actually want to see how they're going to play it out like i actually want to see how they're going to write an angle and finish it and where it's going to go and where it's at right now also looks a long long way away from a blow off or a clean finish so i'm very curious to see what they do with the jericho angle and how rollins keeps playing in and out of it or if he eventually seeps out of it and it becomes a feud with the two if one of them is going to have a face turn who I would imagine it would have to be KO, but I don't know if that works with the way they're playing the angle. I don't know. That's why I'm like amazed by the whole thing. I love it. But Kevin Owens is wearing a suit underneath that championship belt. Jericho's wearing a scarf. You can never cheer for someone in a scarf. They can't be trusted. You can always cheer for someone in a scarf, especially when that someone in a scarf comes out with no shirt and a scarf next to a guy with a suit on. That's C. amazing. See, Yeah. Because, you know, the last guy that wore a scarf and no shirt next to
2: a guy in a suit didn't turn out to be a fucking asshole or anything.
0: Well, you know, <laughs> shit happens.
1: <laughs> I heard, isn't it in Jericho's book that Vince gave the scarf to Del Rio because... He hates that Jericho wears scarves, yeah! he hated that Jericho wore something. He
2: literally called Jericho feminine because he wears a scarf.
1: Yeah, and then he made Fandango because he hated how feminine Jericho looked on Dancing with the Stars. And then, and then just probably everything else was born out of Jericho. Jericho created it. Jericho's invented everything.
0: Yeah, because he is both awesome and amazing and awful all at the same time, and it works. It's genius. All right, well, let me get off of WWE like I just got off Byron's mom, and we can talk about – mom is a nice lady. Um, she is. She's so nice. Yeah. She's really nice to Justin. He just fucked her. It's the cupping that really works for me. Oh, God. oh did I go there? God, that's terrible. Sorry. Your mom doesn't watch this show. Does she? Is your mom still alive? <laughs> Hold on. Wait, you don't watch this show. Do you? Okay, Is your stay mom still in still
1: alive, Justin. Because I'm
0: trying to figure out if I can
1: make jokes about Casey fucking her. Oh, she's
0: still
1: yeah, alive, she's alive. If
0: she's still alive, I can't make the joke. No, she's she's still kicking. He, he's got a few. That more used years to be my
1: Efed that.
2: gimmick, bro. That used to be my Efed gimmick. Anyway, here's, here's
0: something you can't make fun of anymore: Cleveland sports teams. Um, I'm not going to talk about it for a long time, but the. Cleveland Indians are in the world series. They won the pennant and they're going to the world series guys. And I'm hoping it's against the Dodgers, but, uh, that may not be the case. The Cubs are looking pretty good. Um, I'm just amazed. Like we have first, it was Stepe winning. Then it was the, uh, the hockey team in Cleveland, not a major league hockey team. They're the the minor league team Byron, So don't get excited. Hockey. Um, The ducks won yesterday. Here's an update. The ducks won. Um, and then, uh, oh, that's hilarious, that text. Anyway, um, yeah, so first Stepe, then the hockey team, then the Cavaliers, and now the tribe is in the World Series. Uh, the Browns are never going to join this list, so I'll still have something to be sad and pitiful about, but I gotta say, congratulations to my Cleveland Indians. Uh, anybody who doesn't know, I'm originally from Cleveland, I've been in LA a long time. Dodgers are my second favorite team. I would kill to see a Cleveland Indians versus Los Angeles Dodgers World Series. That would be the most amazing thing um, in sports to me that is left because Stipe winning the belt was probably the first on the list, and then the Cavs was probably the second. So, And um, if, you, if you didn't know
2: Justin's from Cleveland, I'd like to welcome you to listening to our podcast because it's
0: mentioned every week. Yeah, but these guys promised <laughs> yeah. me if I let them talk about 2K17, I could have a moment to talk about my Cleveland Indians. And that's my moment. I'm moving on. UFC, holy
1: smokes! Oh, before we leave
0: wrestling, Uh
1: Balls Mahoney and Axel Rotten were diagnosed with CTE, which should be obvious, but it's also big news.
0: Oh, no. and and you know we we did a little tribute to Balls earlier this year, yeah. and uh, but it's just something that
1: we'll probably see a lot. Like you could probably go back to all the wrestlers you used to watch and put a check by the ones that are, that are probably going to have it. Like, well,
0: I mean, those guys never took any kind of chair shots or anything. I think they only
1: head-butted chairs. I think that was the only thing in their moveset was like running headfirst in the chairs.
0: Yeah, pretty much. I wonder, how, I wonder how Masato
1: Tanaka is doing these days.
0: Right? Well, his elbow uh, took a lot of the chair shots, so hopefully hmm. that helps. He, he, he roared himself right into a lot of chairs. <laughs> it's, uh, but he also took a few he and he
2: around at that point you know maybe if he didn't spin first he would just not hit a chair every
0: time yeah exactly that yeah. <laughs> that roaring elbow was the stuff of legend though um so i i gotta move into the ufc though there's for a week that was supposed to be quiet and not really very quiet this uh I'll start with the small stuff and go to the bigger stuff. How about that? Because um, the the smallest news this week was Conor McGregor. Yeah. How ahead, uh, In a what? week in MMA, when Conor says something and it's the smallest news, that's amazing in itself. Um, McNuggets, as Gerard Mousasi would call him, um, <laughs> said officially for the first time that he would actually – um let go of the the baby belt the little guy belt at 145 um and whoever the fook wants it can take it oh probably jose and i think this has to do with the fact that jose met with the ufc he's still very unhappy he's talking about never fighting for them again i think the ufc called connor afterwards it's like connor you got to say you're going to give the guy the belt we already know you are um, but you have to actually say that now, or we're going to lose this guy forever. And that's not good for any of our business. So I think Connor got the slap on the wrist with that, but, but he did, he came out and he said, look, he can have the belt, but only after I win both of them and I get to parade it around and get to see myself on the cover of GQ with both the belts. And, you know, he wants to, he wants to win both of these belts. He wants to parade it around. Um, then he wants to stay at the 155, uh, I believe now that's saying that he wins the belt. Eddie Alvarez ain't no joke. I think they're a great matchup for each other. I expect fireworks. I actually do believe, strangely enough, that Connor has the size advantage. I think he's going to come into the fight the bigger man. Um, oh. he's, he's been down to 45. Eddie could get That's down so to 45, that. though, if he wanted to. And yeah. if you saw the square off between the two of them, Connor actually looked bigger. I mean, given he's coming off fights at 170 and he put on some muscle, but I think Connor's going to come into it a heavier, stronger guy than Eddie, and I don't think that Eddie's going to have his way with Connor the way he thinks. I think they're both good boxers for MMA guys. Don't get me wrong, not calling them good boxers in, this, in the sense of real boxing world, just in the sake of the MMA world. Um, but we'll see. I think it's a good fight. Anyway, that was it. You know it.
2: what I think is really happening, though, Justin? honestly, Talk to me. What do you think? He didn't want to come out there and say, Oh, I'm going to hold on to my belt just in case Eddie Alvarez knocks me the fuck out and then I still have a belt. That's what's really happening.
0: Well, that is what's really happening. I mean, look, if, if Eddie takes the, keeps his 155 belt, Connor ain't giving up that 45 belt. He may actually have to finally fight for it to keep it, but he's not going to lose to Eddie and then also give up the other belt. Yeah, that would not ever happen.
2: No. So uh, because much like... The great Eric Van Wagner. I have Eddie Alvarez in this fight.
0: I, I did it first, but now I'm I'm going to Connor. And you know me, I'm not going to make my final prediction until I see them on the scales um, because I think that, that th- the fight before the fight says a lot mm-hmm. about what guy's going to win and what kind of mentality they're coming into a fight with. You know, you saw when Connor lost, everything before the fight was him playing uh, patty cake with uh, v- uh, uh, Portal, that guy, Ito Portal. Um, you know, you saw him before his last fight. Everything that was going on that week of was dead serious, man. There was a whole nother thing going on. It was, dude, I'm reading textbooks on this. We brought in jujitsu guys and this and like, it was all about yeah. training. Um, Everyone cans. Yeah. So the, next, the next news is um, the UFC layoffs. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard about this. It might not be the biggest news. And like I said, I'm kind of going up in order of news here. Mm-hmm. Um, the UFC is, has laid off a lot of their people, especially some big wigs in the global operations. We saw that Dave Schaller moved on last week, and he's going to the 76ers organization now. Uh, we've heard that Joe Silva's already leaving. And they, they're rolling these changes out slowly so that people aren't too shocked and appalled. But um, people over at the office in Vegas, um, and I won't say if I know or how many of them I know, um, they're scared. A lot of people feel like they're going to lose their jobs. Just today, right before we went on, there are rumors circulating that um, WME, the new owners of uh, UFC, want to get rid of the Ultimate Fighter after of oh, no. seasons. That the Ultimate Fighter, they feel, is a lost leader and costing them money that they don't want to and not promoting stars the way that they want or something. So Ultimate Fighter could be seeing its last few legs. And I do know um a lot of people that work on that show so to all my friends that uh are a part of that that show i hope for you guys that the show does not go away i know it's been uh you know fernando delgado and gary defranco my boys that work on that show and a lot of the cameramen that show up there every single season i mean these guys will turn down other work to go work on that show i hope for their sake that uh it comes back and that these rumors are false. But going back dude, to the That's
2: a bad sign, dude. If they get rid of that, they're going to get rid of fucking Fight Pass.
0: Uh, I don't think so. No? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into that. And here's the thing. Everyone, when they made this sale, um, got to think about how this all went down. Yeah. If you think about how Lorenzo used to run the company back in the day, when guys would come and ask for big bucks, the answer was always go to hell. Um, if you looked at Fedor, Paying Fedor a a million dollars eight years ago or whenever he wanted to come in would have been fine. There was no problem with that, but they wanted to keep the the reins on the business. They didn't want this pricing to get out of control like it has recently. It wasn't until Lorenzo was looking to sell the company that they started letting fighters have these paydays. They never let anyone turn themselves into a Floyd Mayweather-type character before Connor and Ronda Because they weren't interested in selling the company before that. It wasn't until they were interested in selling the company were they they even willing to look at paying fighters these huge amounts of money. Do you think Nate Diaz, a guy who was making 40 and 40 for his fights before, was ever going to get $500,000 out of those guys if they weren't selling the company? They were doing it because they needed the hype. They wanted it to go that direction. It's part of what made it desirable to finish the sale. It's part of what put the bigger price tag on it. It's smart business. You wait until the end and give the money up. But here's where all the dumb fighters and guys in the fight game got everything wrong. They see that $4 billion sales tag And just then they start thinking about whether or not they're getting enough money. They're starting to see Connor stuff, and just then they're they're asking what their piece of the pie is. They should have been asking these questions four years ago. Now everyone's asking the stupid questions, and here's the problem. Here's the problem. The new owners are in the red. They're not in the black. They're just spent four. Billion dollars. The guy who has just spent four billion dollars is not the guy you go to and ask for a raise. Yeah, It yeah. doesn't work that way, people. Well,
1: we what all saw thinking? this. We all saw this in the office when Sabre bought Dunder Mifflin.
0: It's, I mean, <laughs> right? We've yes, story uh, yes. A simple comedy had it right. <laughs> And everybody in the UFC is, like, surprised. Damn right they're chopping the heads off of executives that are just sitting in Brazil waiting to do two cards a year. They can run that junk from Vegas. That guy doesn't get to have a job. The guy sitting over in Asia getting $500,000 a year to do nothing is not keeping his job. There's some dude over at William Morris Endeavor right now that can do that with three phone calls and a laptop. That guy does not get to wear a suit and, and bang hookers in Thailand anymore. These guys are trying to make their money back. They have loans to repay. This is the way real business works here, people. It's just how it goes. And everyone is surprised that this stuff is happening. But it's true. You're talking about cutting the ultimate fighter. Like If it's not making them money, they, they, these guys are going to streamline. They want the biggest bang for the buck for the best price for the next three years, people. And then, don't get me wrong. It is not going to stay this way. Don't worry, people. The bigger, badder, crazier UFC that Lorenzo was giving us right before he went out the door is still coming. The check is in the mail. It will be back in a few years when they renegotiate these TV deals, when the Reebok deal is up and they either go for another sponsorship deal or rape everyone else to come back in with the fighter sponsorships and then UFC gets a bigger cut of it. When those things start happening and they can start putting the real quantifiable price tags on their investment – Everything, it's all fair game. So don't worry. Like these guys aren't, it's just business and it's good business. When you buy something for $4 billion, you streamline a little bit, folks. Not the time to be asking for bigger paydays. Every, all these fighters are looking for money fights, this, that, and the other thing. Make sure you ask at the right time. Um, which leads me to G- GSP. GSP was screwed by this whole situation too. You saw that, that he was going into USADA testing. He was coming back. He was working with Lorenzo. He had some issues. He didn't like the Reebok thing because he's under armor sponsored. Um, he's also a CAA guy, and now WME owns the place, so like yeah. which is a huge issue. You know, he's he's doing A level movies. I mean, this guy's been in, you know, Marvel movies and stuff now and, and doing big trust the
2: leapers, sir.
0: Yeah, so he's got he's got issues on a business level above and beyond every other fighter out there, including Conor McGregor. And he's a huge draw. They had this Toronto card looming forever. And to sell the company, Lorenzo obviously was making the correct overtures to GSP. They were close to getting a deal done, which makes sense, because Lorenzo is trying to pass this company off, make it look viable. And here's one of the biggest stars who has self-appointedly been sitting on the shelf. So Lorenzo's trying to bring it back into the fold. The fighter's trying to come back into the fold. They don't get the deal done in time. Lorenzo's gone. New owners come in, look at whatever GSP was being promised, and they're like, hell no. We're not giving you whatever. I mean, the, the number $10 million has been kind of floated around out there. I don't think it was that much, or maybe it was with points or something, but Ari Emanuel ain't giving him that money. Are you kidding me? He doesn't want it to spiral out of control with other fighters or other guys trying to make a comeback. One fighter is not going to mean enough to these new guys. Now, don't get me wrong. I still think, like, maybe they'll get something done with GSP. But GSP has now said that they had a... ...giving him a fight. There was a clause in his old, old contract that said, hey, you have to present a, a credible opponent within this amount of time. He brought in his special sports attorney to deal with that. They put it out there and then he went on MMA Hour at the beginning of the week and said that they didn't do that within the 10 days, so he considers his contract to be terminated and considers himself a free agent. UFC, of course, says, no, 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 we we don't agree with that. And here's where they may be right. Robbie Lawler has said he would have gladly accepted a fight with GSP, and GSP himself even said, they mentioned Robbie Lawler as that guy within that 10-day time frame. And he said, no, 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 Robbie is hurt. I, 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 You can't make me fight somebody who's hurt. It won't happen. But that Robbie Lawler is saying is not the case. Robbie Lawler is saying, no, no, no. I can fight. I would have taken that fight in a heartbeat. Um, so now GSP's got another issue. So maybe UFC is not in breach of the contract like he says. Any way you cut it, the basic moral of the story is the new owners are in the red. They want to be in the black. They just spent a bunch of money. They're not looking to spend a bunch of money now. Anybody who's coming to the negotiating table with them is going to have to come up with something a little bit better. They asked Rory. They're willing to go to this Toronto card with just Daniel Cormier and without GSP at this point. You're going to have to talk some dollars to make some sense to these guys. And that's just that. Um, what do you guys think about it? I've ranted enough. It's kind of fucked up, dude.
2: Yeah. Uh Huge part of the uh, these Toronto cards is always having someone that's at least from somewhere in fucking Canada headlining the show, uh, which is which is interesting. I think that the true truant- Well and
0: DC took DC took the fight on that card not wanting to be the headliner. This is the guy who's right. the light heavyweight champ. He wanted George St. Pierre on that card. If you go back and watch his interview, him and Kenny Florian interviewed G S P at the beginning of September when DC wasn't even on the card. And DC mm-hmm. was putting you know, GSP was putting it out there then that he would most likely come back by the Toronto card. That interview right there is the whole reason. DC jumped on the card in the first place. And now yeah. he's left hanging with no George St. Pierre and another DC payday is going to get jacked. It sucks because
2: yeah, I mean, people aren't buying that card. Like the payday's coming for GSP being on the fucking card.
0: Not yeah. From DC- I mean, that's where the real pay-per-view buys are. And if DC's got points, you know, that's what he's trying to cash in on, and this will be the second time that he's gotten screwed over on that because he got screwed yeah. over at UFC 200 with the John Jones thing. And now uh-huh. the, the, yeah. the GSP – and then Connor fell off that card, so he mm-hmm. didn't have that big draw on there. Like, DC just cannot get himself on a big card. He's not on Madison Square Garden. <laughs> you know, and, and now now you've got – UFC 206, which is the Toronto one, sandwiched in between 205, which is Madison Square Garden with Conor, Eddie, and every other huge fight you could ever imagine. And -hmm. then 207, which is the return of Ronda Rousey. No one's going to order this 206 card without GSP. Just for a DC fight? I'll be the only one, and that's because I have three free pay-per-views coming from them getting rid of UFC rewards plan. Another sign that they're changing things. UFC rewards went away where they used to give you points towards free shit just for you know clicking on links and reading news and playing UFC fantasy and stuff so I was racking up these points and I would get free stuff for it like my fight pass subscription is paid for I got some free pay-per-view passes or whatever out of it but they just canceled it this month it's gone out of the blue, they're just like, we're giving everyone 30 days, cash your shit in, we're, not, we're discontinuing this because the new owners are just like, yeah, that's a fan appreciation thing just to get people to click on a couple things on our website. We should be a big enough sport that people will come to our website and we don't have to entice them in by spending money and giving things away. It's a new UFC. Or, it's, or we can
2: just completely say it's a fan appreciation thing and we don't appreciate the
0: fans because... They appreciate just, money. They just spent $4 billion. Yeah. Yeah. i mean I, I don't know i felt like I, I saw this coming and a lot of other people really thought that it was going to be the same ufc that it was before where you know the first time i i was in a room with lorenzo i was nobody there's no reason for the man to talk to me he saw a new face in the room he came over he shook my hand introduced himself like i didn't know who the fuck he was you know same with dana white uh You know, I am absolutely nobody, and every time I have been in a room with Dana White, whether there was 3,000 people trying to get at him or not, he has spoken. I've had a conversation with the man. They ran business differently. You may not like everything that they do, but they were a very hands-on conversation. business and and they wanted people to want it they weren't going to pay their fighters a bunch of money and they were kind of dicks on a business level to a certain extent but they were personable no one from wme has come out and said anything about this they're not going to be personable they're going to send in a hired outside company to lay people off there this is corporate america baby this is a whole different world you know ari Emanuel is not going to show up on your television and explain what's happening in the ufc he's just going to get his money and do his thing and dana can still do it he's got dana there basically he's just going to say yeah that's what i paid dana for Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. so
0: we'll see how it goes and who knows man dana could disappear out of this whole equation at any point in time i think they're going to keep him around long enough to write the ship the right direction and then maybe he's gone too because a lot of these people are his friends that are going bye-bye yeah Mm -hmm. you know and he's putting a good face on it right now but he might be fuming underneath. We don't know.
1: Yeah, like the first uh, thing you have to do after the sale is to show <laughs> stability. But once people are comfortable,
0: you make, it, you make it your own. Yeah, and they want to be a premier desti- sporting destination. They're not trying to be people's friends. It's yeah. not the same. It's not your daddy's UFC anymore, which is How great. How great
1: would it be if they made Dana actually get an octagon for Loser leaves Town Match?
0: Hey, he almost did it with Tito. I don't think yeah. Dana's afraid of it, yeah. but I think I think Dana might not pass the his own USADA testing. Yeah, yeah you know. but you can still
1: fight as long as you know, whatever. Say that he failed it after the fight.
0: Don't he, well, yeah, but with USADA, if you let him go the way that they're going, you don't know when the results are going to come in. As you saw with John Jones, they would have much rather his results came afterwards, like Brock's. Yeah, but they didn't. They came. Before- I wonder. I wonder if they got Brock's too, and, and they're like. Come on. Is that a
2: yokai? It is. I just got this Yokai Watch 2, it came with
0: it. Ooh. Who cares? How much is the Yokai Watch 2? Uh forty bucks a target? Right on. I have to get on that.
2: There's two games, dude, so you guys gotta get if you guys get the black one, I have the gold one, so then we can switch. They did the Pokemon thing with only certain monsters being on certain games.
0: Ah, the DS the old DS trick, huh?
2: So I bought this one because less people have it, so I figured I'd get better trades that way.
0: Nice. So, um, yeah. Well, here's the last thing I have to talk about. It's also UFC-related. My new favorite person in the whole universe, and I said I was doing this in increasing order. Mm-hmm. I think this is the biggest story, even bigger than GSP, even bigger than the UFC layoffs, bigger than McNuggets saying that he would drop the belt. Gerard Mousasi is a superstar, officially. I'm declaring it right now, right here. You heard it here first. Gegard Mousasi is the next superstar in the UFC. This it's guy hilarious. is off <laughs> the hook. He used to go to press conferences and be like, no, guys, I respect I respect everyone here. I just, you know, I came to fight my fight, and uh, it worked out great, or it didn't work out great. That's it. That used to be all you would get from Gegard Mousasi. Now, there's a little YouTube video out there. It's called... Um, Gergar Musasi responds to internet trolls. I think <laughs> find it. Um, yeah, you know, a couple of weeks ago he was calling Conor McGregor a ginger-headed fuck and a retard. Oh, you, that was well, a hey, hour, hour, hour. hey, don't curse. We're doing the ads. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that's where he started with this. Oh then, shit! Am I not supposed to be cussing? Oh, nah, whatever. Fuck. And then then he starts. To, I, there's no way I'm going to get through this segment without it because it's amazing. Then he 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 does a Facebook live session that just degenerates and because he started messing with Conor McGregor. He's got a lot of people trying to flame him on the internet now. Mm-hmm. And um, he starts right off calling his internet troll fans, faggots and retards and says, even though their mothers have big nasty foreheads, he would still bang them. And it just <laughs> degenerates from there. Like that was the the nicest stuff that he said. Um, I mean, he must've said, go fuck yourself and your mother like seven times. Like it just gets amazing, but he's also, he's calling it like it is, man. He's saying, look, yeah, I might not be the fight that makes sense for Bisping, but I'm going to fight out. you know, I want to get my contract to a certain place. I'm going to fight somebody else. Who's in the mix. He wants Anderson Silva or one of these other guys, or maybe Uriah Hall, um, who snuck a win on him. Um, and the dude is crushing people. He's crushing people. He, he volunteered to fight DC when John Jones fell out of that fight. He was like, no, I can fight at 205. I killed DC. Like, this was what he was saying that day. And he was ready. He was on the card fighting. He was like, they got me against some jobber. I'll go fight DC. It's a better fight for him, for me, for everyone. Anderson, they pulled Anderson off a couch. Fuck that guy. I mean, this is the Gerard Musasi that you're getting right now. He is the one guy completely calling it like it is. It's not the Conor McGregor version of calling it like he wants to see it and hyping some stuff up. Garagard is like just cutting through all the BS and just saying whatever is on his mind. He is a fighter gone complete verbal diarrhea, and it is amazing. Everyone should watch everything that Garagard's doing right now. He's not much on Twitter, but find any of the videos video, and the interviews. Video,
2: yes. His Twitter's surprisingly boring, unfortunately, for now.
0: Yeah, because he's just like, ah, that's stupid. Why do I get on the Twitter? That's for guys who need to boost their ego. Instead, he did a Facebook Live session, and you can hear his management and his people, his handlers are in the room with him, and he is destroying trolls with things that you cannot say anymore. No. Don't forget, Cowboy Cerrone used the word fag. He said that DC fought like a fag. Um, or was it DC or somebody or Lesnar or somebody, he called somebody a fag and got in huge trouble.
2: Lesner.
0: Yeah. I think it was Brock. And he, got, yeah. I mean, and he got in huge trouble for it. And no, no, it was DC because he's John Jones's what? teammate. And I think he was mad at DC. Um, oh, gotcha. You know, and they're talking about sending him to counseling and this, that, and the other thing, the stuff that Gergar Busassi said are like insults that you couldn't even get away with in a 1980 Michael Keaton comedy. Like, <laughs> There's just stuff that is so not PC that that he has said, and it's just amazing. And I'm not condoning uh, saying things that are inappropriate, but I am saying that I love it.
2: (laughs) Okay, what is worse, Justin? In retrospect, Kegard Musasi's live uh, Facebook Live or um, the movie Soul Man with Z. Thomas
0: How? Soul Man was more PC than Kegard. Holy shit. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, he is wow. he is on another level. So whether you love him or hate him, he's either going to be the next big thing as a heel or he's going to go completely on a, a Stone Cold-like uh, face run from being such a e- evil, awful person. <laughs> I don't know, but I can't wait to see what happens. And if he fights out his contract and UFC doesn't bring him back, I think they're crazy. But – in bellator he could turn some heads man because i don't know if there's a single guy they got over there that he would not just absolutely destroy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know and if he can go over and there it's keep- funny
2: because who's Bellator? who's gonna tell him not to say shit in bellator
0: no but it's he's got like- the right idea he's like man i just i never thought about it but look if i have to talk like i don't care the ufc is not doing enough by me to keep my mouth shut so Mm-hmm. You know, I got a contract. They're feeding me tomato cans. It's fine. I'm gonna ask for big fights. I'm gonna stir the pot. I'm gonna call everybody out. I'm gonna talk smack. And if they give me what I want because of it, great. If they don't, I'm no worse off than I was. He's got nothing to lose at all. Especially if he keeps winning fights. The only thing that he has to lose is a fight at this point.
2: Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's where pro and, wrestling has the advantage a little bit there.
0: But yeah, and even Bisbing, yeah. Bisbing is like, look. It, Bisping talks a bunch of smack himself he's like I like the guy he's just not a big enough payday for me yet you know he needs to win another fight and winning over Vitor Belfort was huge but you give Mm -hmm. Gegard one or two more fights wins and he is in the mix for that title that really is all he needs one more big win and he's in the top five easily he should be number five right now I think anyway that's it that's all I got you guys got anything else you want to add today uh, Byron uh, sucks do, we at up-
1: do we have an update on um, when we're going to start covering uh, women's Mexican boxing matches?
0: Um, no, I don't because
1: know. Lexi
2: Star is wrestling because again. There, I it's mean, funny how you can like quit wrestling and get out all kinds of contracts and shit. By but isn't you're she going to wrestle
0: out of the mask now? She's going to like if she's wrestling anywhere other than Lucha or AAA, she has to wrestle out of that gimmick now, right? Well, right. yeah, she doesn't The whole point was she stars.
2: wasn't going to wrestle, period. She was just going to be mm-hmm. a boxer, and here she is sullying wrestling rings once again.
1: No, well, she hey, was, was going to, she left AAA, and then because there was a the whole thing, I don't know what the deal is with her contract, she left AAA. She was going to stay at Lucha Underground, I'm pretty sure. If she never once talked about them, I'm pretty sure. And, and uh, she was going to start boxing. She have mentioned it's hard because she mentioned how she was doing underground fighting for boxing. But Lucha Underground is called underground fighting. So it was weird. But uh,
2: there's something to be said about Sexy Star and retiring from Lucha Underground that we can't say yet. But I'll point yes. it out
0: soon. <laughs> Hopefully very soon. Yeah. It's gonna get interesting, people. That's all I gotta say. The whole thing is very, very interesting.
2: Yeah, and if you to want the to point this off, Casey, keep listening to the show.
0: Yeah. It's so interesting that the people who I could ask the questions of, I can't ask the questions of. Oh, right. there's another thing I wanted to point out. Um, and, and I already knew this, and 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 this is another one of those things like I talked about at the top of the show. Like, don't think that we don't know what's going on. Um people are talking about this lucha going on tour more. They're doing the in vivo thing, which is like some state fair shows. And there's a couple matches booked on them. Mundo is wrestling on all of them. There's, you know. Good, smart business reasons why. He's not a guy who's working a ton of indies anymore. Um, and he's been pretty loyal to Lucha Underground from the beginning. So, you know, I think when the cricket thing came up, he was a guy that they threw in the mix there. Um, he has done his part for both AAA and Lucha Underground. So I think he's getting the rub. And rightfully so. He, he completely deserves it. Um, and then, you know, they're bringing some other people in. Don't be fooled though, people, because every, uh, there's two matches announced for those cards and everyone else is just scheduled as appearing, which could just be signing and trying to get you to sign up for cricket wireless. Yeah. I don't know how big or small these events are really going to be. It seems like they're coming together pretty quickly. These are not the touring type shows that Eric van Wagner has been talking about. And I know he right. talked about them in an interview recently. Um, Eric, told us the exact same thing months and months and months ago, not on the show, but just in conversation. So we've known that it's possible, but it's not anything to report. Him saying that is not something to report. It's not something new. It is not news. Lucha Underground is trying to figure out how to do some touring. They have been talking about the Hammerstein Ballroom and a few other locations. None of it is set in stone yet. eric yeah. um, people are complaining
1: about the lack of promotion on the TV show for these live events coming up. Like can I tell
2: can I tell you guys something that is news to me anyway? What's that? A lot of people might not already know this, but I didn't know this until someone told me. Um Pentagon's told AAA that his uh US states take priority now.
0: Interesting. Well, didn't he double yeah. his price? Yeah, uh, uh, from what I heard, he recently just way up or doubled or tripled his his appearance price. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's you know, that's the rumor going around the booking circles. Well that would make sense for him to tell AAA that if he's getting booked better
1: he's in Well that might shows just be negotiating too. Don't
0: money. People, people take some of this stuff too far too in thinking that just because a guy is saying something that that he's doing that. Like he has not to my knowledge turned down any AAA booking um, for anything that wasn't a date that he already had something else booked. He's turned them down when they've tried to book him last minute for things where he already had dates and plane tickets and things set up and had already been paid uh, advances and whatnot. But I don't know that he's turned them down for any time that they've ever asked him to do a show in advance. And
2: it's just just another angle and he's on none of the big shows. It's
1: it's another, it's another uh, like Lego in the, or it's another little piece in the same story that keeps going forward where where Pentagon gets more respect uh, dollar-wise, booking-wise, and appreciation by the by, his, um, by the book or by the company uh, outside of Mexico, outside of AAA. And it's just, I mean, even without blowing it out of proportion and just saying, like, this is an unconfirmed rumor, it's still a logical procession of what we've been seeing with his career. And yeah. it's, you know, it's just, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what the reality is of, of this that comes out to us. And, in-
0: and it does play into, into what we're talking about with the touring shows. Just so you guys know what we know, because it's not a secret. It, uh, you can talk to any of the wrestlers. You can talk to any of the bookers over at Lucha Underground. The, the plan is what they all want to happen, for the most part, is they want to do 40 episodes a year. They want to tape them mostly in uh, winter and spring in Los Angeles. They want to be done by summer because it costs a fortune to cool that building and it's a nightmare to be in the heat. No one wants to run Lucha Underground shows at the temple in summer. And you can, you can hear that from anybody on production or any of the talent or the fucking fans or the yeah. fans. Us. <laughs> they don't want to be there in July ever again either. Okay. Um, and so th- that's the plan. And then it's, it's good to go to other markets for promotion. and Otherwise they don't want to run big house shows. They're not going to be WWE. They're not going to run pay-per-views in another city or anything. They're going to come and try to do a market, maybe two or three shows in a market in a medium sized room. um, Just run good, high quality shows. It gives their talent a chance to work, but they're also not going to overbook dates. They're not going to do a tour where they're going from city to city, to city, to city. They're not going to go out on the road and stay on the road. They're going to go to a city Do some shows go back home hopefully to give their talent a chance to make a little more money in the off season work out some stuff you know whatever and come back um and to do that and when they say to do that for seven months of the year it's not to do it solid for seven months of the year it's to fill in some of the seven months off from taping with that and to streamline taping so that they can get all their taping done in four or five months um for 40 episodes a year that is the game plan that has been expressed to us, not from even just one source, but from multiple sources. And I will say, honestly, that one of them is Eric Van Wagner, who is out there talking about it himself. Um, that is the Lucha Underground plan. and And it's not set yet, people. It is not confirmed. They have to deal with the LLC. They have to deal with MGM. They have to deal with the talent. They have to deal with the production of it there's a lot of moving pieces. And I think that's why you're getting these cricket shows. It's a good way to kind of run it up the flagpole a little bit. Cricket obviously is paying for this stuff and throwing the money at it. And they're doing these shows for free. So it's not like they're trying to make a lot of money off of it. This is a promotional tour for cricket wireless. That's why you're getting free Lucha underground people. These things don't come for free.
2: Lucha underground is not risking any money doing this whatsoever. This is just, let's fucking do it. Somebody else is fronting the bill.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and this is a good way for talent to get a, a little bit of an appearance fee or a paycheck um, to promote the product and for one of their sponsors to, to try to get themselves over with the product. You saw that Cricket did some stuff with Lucha Underground last season. Then they kind of laid off of it a little bit and they did some WWE stuff. And obviously yeah. Cricket sees the the wrestling market as a good market for them. And also look at the places they're going. They're going to very Latino communities. They're not going, this isn't what Eric Van Wagner was talking about. Eric Van Wagner is talking about going to wrestling cities and bringing the show to them to get more viewers for the product, which is where he makes his money. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cricket is going to cities where they can sell low price cell phones to Latino communities that is part of their strategy for marketing. Mm Mm-hmm. And they feel like this is a good product to do it. So that, and, and great. We're all going to benefit from it. Some other people, you know, in, where is it, Houston? Uh,
2: Arizona, San Arizona Diego. Arizona
0: and San Diego. It's great. Those are great places for Lucha Libre, great places for Lucha Underground to go. That's all I got to say about it.
2: Hey, can we, can we do like an invite to people that, have got, that go to these shows if they want to come on here and talk about it? Yeah, if
0: anybody gets to one of the shows and wants to come on and give us a little review of what they saw, what they liked, what they didn't like, what was happening there, Uh, we'd love to have you, especially if there's anyone at the Houston show that wants to to come on. I think we know people that are going to be at the Arizona and San Diego shows, but definitely hit us up. And even if you're going to one of the Arizona or San Diego shows, hit us up. Um, We may even try to go to San Diego. I don't know. Not me, but you guys might. (laughs)
1: I'm going to San Diego. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I might actually have a job.
0: Good. Get me one. Right. Wait, we'll see. We're, we're making money on this broadcast right now, I think. Anyway, yeah. all right. I'm out of here. Oh, yeah. You guys are out of here. Everyone's out of here. This has been a fun, fun, way too long episode. Sorry, Josh Pillow. We had way too much to cover, but I had fun doing it anyway, even if it was long. I'm sure Casey will quit tomorrow. Um, hopefully, we'll have a couple of guests coming up in the next few weeks. We'll see if we can ever schedule a time that works for us and anyone else ever. <laughs> I. I mean, it's like Vinny. I, we can catch Vinny, but he's even doing stuff while he's comes on. Like, uh, there's so many great guests that would love to be on our show that I just can't ever get the right time to get them on here.
2: Yeah, so. I hope that we do get Twit Wow's Vinny Massaro on our show again sometime.
0: That really now that does.
2: he's a big star, yeah. Now that he's moved on to TwitWow yeah, yeah. All right,
0: guys. Until stay in the mix next time. Stay black. And I'm out. Stay <laughs> calm one. Stay in the mix.